Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinded by sin, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. Protecting us under under the feathers of your wings, Father, as your as the Scripture says, we just give you all the praise and glory, Father, for the days that we live in right now. We don't understand what's ahead of us, and we certainly, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, when we look at the news and and the things, it appears that the darkness is clamping in tightly upon us. We embrace the promises that you have given us in the Scripture, and we believe um, with all of our heart that the day is upon us very soon uh, when we will be leaving this place. Um, uh, Not pre-trib. We're certainly in some sort of tribulation right now. No question about it. And, uh, and I, you know, father, we just ask you to protect us, to anoint us, to help us, to be able to walk closer to you, to be, uh, within your divine and holy will at all times. And father, if we need some sort of, um, uh, chastening. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will chasten us. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that if we need more refiner's fire, that you will refine us. We ask for you, Father God, to, to make those help us to make those changes in our lives. Bring upon us whatever it is, whatever change is necessary in our in our daily walk, that we will be ready for departure as uh, part of that first fruits barley harvest. Help us to be able to to spend more time in prayer anoint us and help us to understand uh you know uh various tactics uh, in spiritual warfare help us father god for those of us who may be plagued by challenges in our lives to overcome certain behaviors or thought patterns or whatever it is that's just not right in our lives. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will bring it to the forefront of our heart, that you will place upon us a strong desire to overcome those things with your assistance because we we know, we can sense that we're close and it, it is absolutely 
well, it's mind-blowing, and we praise you for that. We thank you for revealing to the hearts and the minds of babes, clearly we are, uh, you know, the the things that are happening around us. Um, and, you know, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that your mercy, your long-suffering, your grace uh, will fall upon our fellow brothers and sisters across the world, particularly those who are, well, not awake and aware, to the things that are happening, think that think that perhaps these are just a passing phase. Uh, perhaps they have put their faith in other things and other political leaders instead of Jesus. Um, and Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, that you will forgive all of us for our sins, forgive our brothers and sisters for their sins, forgive those who have been deceived by the devil and believe that they're actually talking to the real Jesus when they're not. Because uh, we know that you are not a man that you would lie. And we praise you for helping us in this journey because there, I, there is not a one of us, I am certain of it, not a one of us that wants to go through the things that will unfortunately have to be gone through by those who miss the first fruits barley harvest. And we just pray in Jesus' name, Father God, in accordance with your loving kindness and your tender mercies, that you will find us worthy to escape all these things and stand right in front of Jesus in the city of the living God, amidst an innumerable company of angels, in the mighty and with just men made perfect, Hebrews 12:22. And we just praise your holy name and thank you for this opportunity to serve you. Thank you for helping us to understand that we can have prayer ministries, that we should be praying for the lost, praying for one another, and that prayer is one of the, if not the single most important calling that each of us has in our lives. Instead of it being our second choice or our third choice, it's always got to be our first. And we praise you for revealing that to us, Father, because it is the most tremendous blessing to realize that we are literally just getting on our knees away from serving you in a way that just absolutely glorifies you and glorifies our King Jesus. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, we pray in the throne room with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, we praise you. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Thank you, Father. Amen.
Well, praise God. Uh, wowie. <laughs> I don't even know what to say except wow. Uh, you know, but anyway, kids, let's go ahead and move quickly because, boy, do we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Hallelujah. It just keeps on getting more and more intense out there, and it's amazing to me how many people don't see it. You know, I'm not even going to speculate. It, at this point, it's... I don't think there's a single listener of this program that isn't frustrated beyond words uh, by noticing people not seeing, you know, especially Christians not seeing the things that are so like Shazam in your face. But, oh, well, you know, it's like they believe what they believe and they, you know, that, well, we're going to continue to pray for them. We're going to continue to pray for the lost. We're going to continue to serve our Heavenly Father. We're going to continue to seek out, uh, you know, uh, tactics to use in spiritual warfare to make our lives a little bit more tolerable to deal with. We're going to continue to persevere. We're going to continue to praise God, the two most amazing things that that exudes the power of the living God and makes us merge with the Godhead in the throne room of God is prayer and it is praise. That is the most, absolutely the number one most missing thing. And there is not enough of it that we can possibly integrate into our lives uh, to to sufficiently serve our Heavenly Father. And please remember to pray for those of us who are stuck in the workplace because... It's getting pretty hard out there. Anyway, all that being said, it looks like it's going to get a lot harder. Uh, but, you know, that's up to God. We'll have to see. Uh, but thus far, if you think about it, uh, you know, if you go back and you look at the – I don't know how many of you have ever uh, heard me do the dialogue on the 343 blood moon pattern. But um, it was known as the Lord's perfect sign. Uh, we, it's, uh, it, You know, I wonder if I should just – oh, I don't know. Kids. I'll pull it up here in a second. Um, uh, oh yeah, goody goody. I'm I, okay. I forgot that certain things are going to not- make me give me notifications during the program, but that's okay. So you'll hear little sounds in the background. No problem there. Praise Jesus. Um, uh, and I guess what I'm going to do here, I don't really know. Let me see if I can do it. Let me, you know, real quick before we go, and de- you know, kids, hang in there for us, okay? You know, yeah. hey, hey, hey. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Praise God. So, um, so anyway, I'm going to go over, uh, here. I just want to see if I can pull it up. And, and the other thing I have to wonder about is it's not a matter of just pulling up the image. It's also a matter of whether or not I can, uh, expand the image big enough to be able to read the details of it. Uh, I have the image in an expandable. Oh no, that's not good. Okay. So the answer would be no on this particular image. Uh, I obviously made it quite small, uh, for use on the radio show and, and to be, you know, what they call internet web friendly. Uh, you want to make, well, anyway, I'm not going to get into all of it. All right. That has to do with websites and how you do stuff. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I have the full blown image of it tucked away somewhere. The problem is I don't know where I tucked it. <laughs> so I can't really, uh, explain the exact mathematics, you know, the precise mathematics between the three, four, three blood moon pattern, but it was bar none, the most amazing. And it remains even to this day, the most amazing, uh, blood moon pattern that has ever existed in my opinion and also in the opinion of the author who we tried to get on the program many years ago um i mean over probably eight or nine maybe plus years ago um however you know there are people that are mic microphone shy and you know they they 
I used to be. I mean, before I got brought on Daniel Ott AM and went on Zen Garcia's show and then went on True News with Rick Wiles and everything, I used to be so nervous. And now it's kind of like, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. I just, I'm like a honey badger. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I just flip on the mic and go, let's go. Hallelujah. And then, of course, I always run out of time because there's an endless amount of stuff that needs to be talk, talked about. Praise Jesus. All right. So anyway, um, but yeah, the 343 blood moon pattern basically had a blood moon uh, pattern that was, it was so mathematically impossible, it made the normal uh you know biblical blood moon pattern such as that that occurred in September of um uh 2015 seem like a big old yawn uh no kidding it was just absolutely unbelievable the mathematics was it was like you know there were blood moons that were equidistant from the center point of the of the four blood moons that were like, you know, the first set were like 1,260 days apart. The second set was like another, you know, 960, you know, and the math was impossible. Uh, and the person had very clearly documented that math. And uh, we used to chat about it and tried, like I said, tried to bring the guy on the show. But anyway, what's interesting about that pattern is that it ended, its end date, the final part of that pattern ended in January of 2019. Now, why don't you just do a little bit of a review in your heart to, to that point in time in your life? Take a look at what has transpired since that kind of makes the uh, biblical blood moon pattern that, you know, everybody wrote books about John Hagee and everybody else under the sun, uh, you know, back in 2015 seem like an absolute non-interesting issue. And it's true. Um, and I won't get, I won't go off on the uh, God Sealer Seven stuff that was put out, you know, in regard to 2019 and such, uh, early 2019, because uh, God calls audibles, okay? And I hope you understand what that means. And if you don't, and you're a new listener, then wow. You sure do have 11, 12 years to catch up on. But anyway, praise Jesus. Uh, it's the word relent, and you will not find it in the King James. King James is full of errors, and people that think the King James is error-free, the error lies within the person's perception. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So if you want to learn about God relenting, which is changing his mind, okay, then you're going to want to use a new King James to do your word study, or you can use an Amplified, and you will see the word relent all throughout the Old Testament, and I think some places in the New Testament as well, probably. But anyway, um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you ready? Uh, now that I've completely blown away a, a, a nice, healthy five minutes of time trying to bring up the blood moon pattern kids what did the painter say to the wall what did the painter say to the wall this is one this one's for you spanky <laughs> okay one more crack like that and i'll plaster you <laughs> right <laughs> uh, i know that was pretty good actually all right praise god all right kids uh-oh Wow, this kind of bums me out. I'm gonna. T I'll just go ahead and tell the joke anyway, uh, and pretend like the times that we live in now hasn't kind of ruined it a little bit. 
kids, why did the M? Because, you know, the kids don't know about that stuff. We keep them sheltered from that stuff, don't we? All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, why did the M&M go to college? Because he wanted to be uh, smarty. I like Smarties, don't you guys? What? Do you? Okay, yeah, me too. I used to, I used to eat a lot of them things. They contributed to uh, substantial weight gain at one point. <laughs> right? All right, praise God. Uh, what stays on the ground but never gets dirty? Think hard on this one. Stays on the ground, never gets dirty. Your shadow. All right. What's this, this stays on the ground, never gets dirty. Come on, guys. Yeah. You like that one? Okay, good. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I got to move along because, as you might have guessed, there's an awful lot of stuff happening. Um, and I want to try to convey it, communicate it uh, with, you know. So when you look at all this stuff and when I communicate all this stuff, our natural inclination would be that we're leaving any second. Now, could that be true? Yes, it could be. Does our Heavenly Father want us to know precisely when? No, he doesn't. We are called to walk in holiness. We are called to seek God's righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be given unto you, etc. Praise God. But um, and that is, uh, you know, God gives us his righteousness when we self-examine, when we judge ourselves. Uh, that's all captured in Second uh, uh, Corinthians 11. Uh, sorry, First Corinthians 11, uh, 28, 31 and 32. A powerful lesson to be learned there. Um, and First John 1, 9. And then, of course, you got First John 3, 7. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as Jesus is righteous. Doesn't mean you're perfect. But it means you practice it. But you do need to know what are called in the Bible the sins of death. And you do need to know the break point the, the, uh, between a, uh, you know, a, a, a really, really not okay sin versus a point in temptation that you need to hold captive to the obedience of Christ. Okay? And that, that you know, but you can't. You'll never you'll never know about these things unless you spend time in the scripture. I mean, I could sit here. I don't have time tonight, but I could sit here. Maybe I'll put it aside. But there's you got first Corinthians chapter five. You have Colossians three, which is the first, you know, several paragraphs of Colossians three, which has a, a, enumerates a lot of specific sins. You've got Galatians 5.19 that enumerates a lot of specific sins. You've got Proverbs 6.16 that enumerates uh, some specific sins. But there's even some other ones that are enumerated here and there and everywhere. Um, But the really big, and of course I would highly recommend that you read at least one gospel, uh, you know, a minimum, I, you know, I, you know, whichever one, you know, if you want to study uh, how to kick demons in the cheek, then you want to go with Mark. Okay. Luke goes into a lot of interesting detail in a sort of a different way than the other ones do, different a viewpoint. Luke was a medical doctor. 
I know, I know. Pharmacia, oh no, run for the hill. Yeah, tell that to Luke, okay? Anyway, whatever. <sighs> it's uh, exacerbating sometimes. But anyway, I just wanted to go ahead and read this to you because this is interesting. This is what I call the here of Jesus, there of Jesus, everywhere of Jesus, Jesus passage. Okay, and it's uh, from twenty Luke, I'm sorry, Matthew 24, 4. Okay, so it is in the midst of the Olivet Discourse where Jesus had uh, mentioned these words. Uh, and he said, uh, Jesus said to them, he said, take heed that no one deceives you. You know, kind of like the Seven Mountains Mandate, folks. Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. Well, I wonder if that interpretation is perfect or if it might be referring to so many of the people out there who tell you that they just had a tea party with Jesus in heaven and then come down and give you a prophecy that is flat out wrong. Um, and then they keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And I, you know, I got members of my family that listen to them. And I, I've even asked them, well, doesn't it bother you that they've never been right? Oh, we'll see. You know, that kind of thing. But anyway, um, uh, and it goes on saying, I am the Christ and will de deceive many. So I wonder if maybe if I look through the various translations that I have, I wonder what the NLT says. I don't know. I need to look at the Greek and wonder about it a little bit because I'm wondering. Okay, and then, of course, you got the uh, fantastic white paper uh, that was uh, written by John Melindy from the testimony of the Satanist uh, who had been converted to Christ uh, and was ratting out the devil and their practices for stopping prayer. Uh, when they successfully stop your prayers, when the demons of darkness and the workers of Satan that operate in the astral projection plane or the spiritual realm, as it is more accurately called, it should not be called the second heaven. It, should, it can be called the high place. Places. That's a term that's okay. Uh, but second heaven is a misnomer for sure. Um, but anyway, uh, they can, uh, just like happened with Daniel's angel uh, when he was praying uh, to find out when the captivity would end, and etc. The 21-day fast story where the prince of Persia essentially detained the angel. And then uh, an archangel had to come down, you know, that whole thing. All right, well, that stuff really happens, and it happens when we pray as well. And if they're able to detain your angel because you're not praying, you know, kind of like the way that you ought to pray, and you don't know these things, then you will ignorantly go through life thinking that God is hearing your prayers. And guess what? If you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues, you're going to be in a bad place. Because what happens is the the Satanist and that these are very powerful entities, by the way. Okay, when they're astral projecting and working with the demons, and they will uh, detain the angel that is bringing the answer to your prayer to you, and they will rip the answer to your prayer in the spiritual realm. Things, of course, naturally, and they look different, of course, naturally, and I guess. It looks like some kind of a gift or glowing gift of some type. It's got power from God in it, uh, and that angel has to bring that down for you to receive the answer to your prayer. And if the if the angel is detained, by just like the one in Daniel, uh, then uh, they can rip that answer to your prayer away from the angel, and then they can take it down and give it to demonic entities on the earth, and they can masquerade as uh, spirits of light and angels of God in front of 
Christians, and Christians will say, oh, wow, uh, you know, I received the prophecy from God, and uh, an angel told me this and that. And that's why we have so much incorrect information out there right now. Gangbusters. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And don't even get me going on the Stanley Frodsham prophecy, which adds insult to injury on a level that is very difficult to articulate because it aligns with 1 Kings 22.19, I believe it is. And let me just double check that. I, I, I haven't looked at that scripture, and it's one of my favorite ones, and I haven't looked at it in such a long time. Hold on a second. Is it 2 Kings 22? Hold on a second. 2219 or is it first kings 2219 okay no it's first kings 2219 hold on oh come on you goofy computer goofy thing then micaiah said therefore hear the word of the lord i saw the lord sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by on his right hand on his left and the lord said who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a minor god, oops, it says spirit, I'm sorry, but it is a minor god, came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And then our Heavenly Father said to him, In what way? And then the minor god said, I will go out and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all of his prophets. And our Heavenly Father said, You shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. And then Micaiah says, Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. Now, let me ask you a question. Think that only happened once? Because if you do, you kind of little bit goofy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it didn't only happen once. Happens all the time. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And uh, even more so now, because if you know anything about the Stanley Frodsham prophecy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right. Hallelujah. All right. And on that note, uh, again, it says here, I am the Christ and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Oh, no, you say. Yes, I say. <laughs> okay. See that you were not troubled. Oh. Now, that's a tall order. Central bank digital currencies, a financial collapse about to happen any moment now. 15-minute cities being set up all over the place. People are absolutely unaware and believe in things they should not be believing. Nobody sees it coming. You're frustrated because you can't get the word out to people. Uh, you know, uh, you know. And then we're all sitting here going, oh, Lord, please find us worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before the Son of Man in the city of the living God. Thank you, Jesus, which would mean that we were part of the first fruits barley harvest. And boy, we sure don't want to be here for the rest of it. Oh, my. It's going to get real, real bad. Real, real bad before the wheat harvest. And a lot of the people who are out there preaching on YouTube about the final harvest, the, the missiles come down and we go up, the missiles come down and we go up. And I'm like thinking, you have no idea what you are going to go through if you are here for that event. In fact, you are probably going to be dead. Well, as Paul put it, you'll be asleep, which actually could be kind of cool, because I'll take sleep no matter how I can get it, because I want to go to heaven right now. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah. All right, so anyway, um, and it says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. No, yes. Okay, and see that you are not troubled. 
Okay, deep breathe, everybody. Get yourself a little app for your Android phone. If you have an if you have an Apple phone, I feel sorry for you, but it's okay. But for Android users, you can get a phone. I mean, a little app for free called Breathe Ball. Breathe Ball, and you can set it up so that you can hold for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, like that. It's really cool. I like it. Uh, I don't use it enough. That's <laughs> that's part of my problem. Part of many of my problems. All right. Praise God. So anyway, um, and then he goes, see, you're not trouble for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation. Now, that word tribulation, be very, very careful with that word. Be very careful to that word. What that means is super-duper hard times. You will go through some really ugly stuff. Then they, the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, will deliver you up to really bad times and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations you're believers in Jesus. So it's for my name's sake. You know. And then many will be offended. Uh-oh, what are we seeing happening now? Wait till you hear the headlines. They will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Wait a minute. That's kind of like happening now. Does this mean that we're in the sorrows period right now? I think so. I really do. And because lawlessness will abound, Hey, say what? <laughs> and love of many will grow cold. Really? Now, come on. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my goodness. That is just like, I mean, that just calls for, you know, this. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yes, we're serious, Pastor Paul. Whoa! <laughs> Oh, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. See, there are a lot, now there are a lot of people out there that think, and I certainly don't want to steal their thunder. I certainly wouldn't want to tell this to somebody who has dedicated their lives to missionary work because they're going to have some of the biggest mansions in heaven. But I will, and I know that is a for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, praise Jesus. It's amazing. But the gospel being preached to all the kingdoms of the world is actually an impossibility. Um, you know, it says the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, here's the thing. What this does not touch upon is it doesn't touch upon the barley harvest, the wheat harvest, the grape harvest. It doesn't touch, touch upon the rapture. Does it, That has to be discerned. You have to be able to read the scripture and go, hey. And then you have to wonder when it is. And then you've got to be real careful because you don't want to be deceived by pre-trib. Because pre-trib thinks everybody's going to go. And that's not true. Some will stay behind and be the tribulation saints. Now, a lot of people believe that the 144,000 are the tribulation saints. I disagree. 
I flat out disagree. I believe that they are some of them, and I believe that they are a very unique group. I do believe that the scripture is literal, and it is not somebody on YouTube saying, the Lord told me that I'm one of the 144,000. No, someone stole the answer to your prayer, and you've been deceived by the devil. Okay, but anyway, there's lots and lots and lots of tribulation saints, way more than 144,000. So if anybody's out there telling you that, just, you know, give yourself a wet willy. Stick your fingers in your ears. (laughs) Okay? All right, praise God. All you got to use is a little bit of common sense. It's got to be more than 144,000. Hallelujah. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so anyway, on that note, what this doesn't, what this scripture doesn't touch upon, and Jesus had no intention of it being touched upon, was what he revealed secretly in special meetings with you know, Paul and Peter and John and things like that. There were mysteries. And then they were revealed uh, to us through the apostles. Okay, but we have to be able to discern it. And and look, if you don't believe, I really don't think you're going. <laughs> okay? Now, could I be wrong? I hope I'm wrong. But I kind of sort of, you know, there's a lot to be said about the Scripture telling us how critical it is for us to believe. All right. Praise Jesus. So, you know, don't be going all down in the mouth on yourself and and, you know, using the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ unwittingly and, you know, condemning yourself to a horrible situation. Just get your ducks in a row. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord. Get on your knees. Pray. Praise. Fill your life with it. Fall in love with our father. Time is of the essence. Thank you, Jesus. And now we'll move in. To the rest of the news. Thank you, Father. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. All right, praise God. And uh, West Coast Walter has appeared, and he wants uh, me to tell you that you can get Breathe Ball on iPhone 2, and then he sticks his tongue out at me, and you know what? I still feel sorry for you, West Coast Walter, if you have a dagnabbit iPhone. Enough said. (laughs) Anyways, praise Jesus. And also, uh, West Coast wanted me to let everybody know that if you, um, I believe um, it was, uh, let me see here. Yeah, Amazon, uh, oh, man, I don't really, I'm afraid to click the link because it's probably going to just autoplay a bunch of noise and racket. Um, Okay, so you can type the word impact in uh, Amazon Prime and you can rent it uh, for $4.99. Or I've heard that it's actually available for free in some of the services like, you know, Freebie, Tubi, and stuff like that. So probe around. Probe around, uh, you know, so if you if you have uh, streaming uh, services, you might want to, you know, be careful and look around, see if you can find it for free. But it's uh, 
fascinating, really fascinating regarding Planet X. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, and um, highly prophetic, I think. Um, now, to what degree all those things are going to actually come true? Well, I would submit that probably a lot of the things that are in that series, in the, especially after the first you know, uh, uh, few episodes, um, are probably – meant for the series more than anything. Although there were some scenes that align quite interestingly well to the second seal when that, you know, something like that, you know, the scripture says something along the lines of something like that of a mountain, you know, uh, falls from the sky, you know, and then, the you know, the, 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 I, I yeah, oh, for crying out loud, praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. I might as well just go ahead. Oh, okay, here we go. So, so many people don't know where this stuff is anyways. I'll just jump ahead. And Okay, so um, right here you go down to, i got to scroll down, scroll, 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 scrolly, 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 second trumpet. Then the second angel sounded in something. Okay, by the word that, that by the way, that word is italicized, which means that um, it does not actually appear in the Greek, and they had to put it there so that there, it was readable. And something like a great mountain, burning with fire, was thrown into the sea. And a third of the sea became blood. And a third of the living creatures in the sea died. And a third of the ships were destroyed. Okay, now let's just stop for a second. A third of the ships were destroyed? What ships? See, that's what I'm trying to explain to people. People... We we're, we don't pay attention to the scripture when we're reading it. Anyway, if there's ships out on the sea, then what's happening? Commerce. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there may be a little bit more truth to some of the later scenes and impact than uh, one might think. Remember that J. Vernon McGee said in his book, Through the Bible, that God hath not given us all the details. Boy, is that an understatement. Thank you, Jesus. And um, anyway, there's a lot of people that feel things. They think things. They believe the Lord showed them things. And I listen to them talk. And a lot of times I'll just let them talk, 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 talk. And I won't say a word. Um, but I know that they're, they're incorrect. But it's okay. You know, as long as it's not going to lead someone into the pit, I'm all about everybody you know, sharing what they feel the Lord impressed upon their heart. Because you know what? Even if it might not be precisely what they think it is, uh, scripturally speaking, it um, probably has an awful lot of merit and ought to be paid attention to. Praise Jesus. All right. So all that being said, I think, you know, it's vitally important for us not to be like churchianity, grab a pitchfork and chase people down the road every time they have something to share with you. Okay. That's you know, welcome to those that we cannot reach to save our lives. Well, does that, you know, we will continue to pray for them fervently in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because you know what? At the end of the, okay, so I will share this with you. One, one last little thing to, oh gosh, does the time fly? My goodness, especially when I'm sharing scripture. And I love the scripture so much. Matthew 22. Parable of the wedding feast. What what wedding feast would that be? Well, that would be the wedding supper of the Lamb, you say. Yes, I say so. And it says right there, like I told you, when I read parables, all I see is a newspaper. <laughs> and so, it's, so Jesus goes, um, so, you know, it says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, this, this is, to me, this is in the newspaper. 
It's as clear as well. There's no question about it. It's so clear. It's unbelievable. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged for a marriage for his son. Oh, my. Oh, this must be a trick question. My brain is hurting. I'm hemorrhaging. I'm hemorrhaging. No. No. It's a certain king. Well, that would be our heavenly father. Because our heavenly father is the one who arranges the marriage for his son, Jesus. This is not complicated. Well, verse 3, it says, and he sent out servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. Are you doing that? Are you doing any of your prayers? I hope you are. I really do. I really, really hope you are. And it says, but they weren't willing to come. Ah, well, there you go. So for those of you who have tried to reach somebody and let them know something or another, they weren't willing to come. You tried. All right. But the real kicker in this passage is verse 4, because it says, Again, the great king, our heavenly father, sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited. See, I have prepared my dinner. See, the, the key is this. It's other servants. What happened to the first group? Barley harvest, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we need to know. All right, praise God. Now I'm going to jump into the, because I'll run out of time like I always do. But anyway, um, just for grins and giggles, I'm going to play a 2017 video of Alex Jones. So for those of you who are uh, those out there who have been duped to believe that he's part of some secret operation, well, I feel sorry for you. And that's okay. Um, a lot of people get duped about stuff. Uh, and I'm not even going to go down that. that Anyway, all right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, because there's a lot of lot of folks that are duped about a lot of things. All right, praise Jesus, hallelujah, but listen to this. This is amazing. 2017, circa 2017. Here we go. Let's double-click and bring it up, and here we are. This is a societal wrecking ball to destroy any semblance of normality, any semblance of basic human biology that you see in the bees and you see in the birds. Imagine if somebody in a demon outfit showed up next to a baby a baby giraffe and said, hi, I'm a demon. Uh, be inclusive. Don't be mean to me. Let me wear demon horns and come up and look like a complete alien from another planet. Let a space alien. And by the way, this is a program. They dress up like space aliens all over the United States and all over the world. I told you, in horrible demon psychopath outfits that make Pennywise look beautiful. And they show up, and they have their way with your children in demon outfits. I mean, if you've got men that look like 400-pound goblin demons with your children, there's nothing you won't put up with. There isn't a species on the planet that would let something that looks like a space alien get up close to its kids. But only in America does it happen, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it right now. I can't handle it more than <laughs> he got he got so worked up he actually picked up his chair and threw it across his desk. 
Uh, some of those rants are classic. If you know the history of him, he actually grew up in a family as a young kid with uh, – it would be kind of the equivalent of me having a child right now, <laughs> okay? You know, little Alex, <laughs> okay? And they're like hanging out listening to my radio show, you know, that kind of thing. And so he, as a child, uh, was his – you know, I believe it was his father or whatever was involved in – stuff okay and knew stuff and told little alex okay so that kind of gave him a massive head start but you know it's fascinating because he actually entered the scene sometime in the early 90s and i was uh at a uh this is how god works it's fascinating but i was at a uh, ralph epperson um seminar in st petersburg with the mom of my daughter uh, Kristen, who's about 22 or no, no, 32. Sorry. Uh, and, um, but anyway, I was, uh, I, I was there watching and they, they were using a slide projector. Remember those? I used to repair those long, long time ago, long, long time ago. Da, 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 da. Do, do, do. Hey, bye-bye American pie. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So, you know, you want to hear, uh, Jesus irony. <laughs> My whole life is Jesus ironic. Um, so there I am in 1988, and I'm, I don't even remember how I found out about it, but whatever. I, and now I'm watching Ralph Eberthen, and he is uh, talking about his new book entitled The Unseen Hand. And he was the first one to write the book, The New World Order. By the way, it was before Herbert Walker Bush, the creepy, weird Satanist that said, we've got to create a new world order. I think it was in 1993 in one of his speeches, but Epperson was already telling people he already wrote the book before then. All right, and what's fascinating is many, many years later, I was on this program, and we did a show with Ralph Epperson. Okay, so there's a little bit of Jesus irony for you. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, I want to point out that uh, according to uh, Benny Johnson on my finely tuned Twitter feed, uh, oh, boy, he says that uh, Jane Fonda called for murder against Christians just weeks before the deadly shooting at the Nashville Christian School, but they want you to forget on The View, okay? And he actually puts a clip up there. I'm not going to go with it. I'm just letting you know about it. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now, by now, uh, we should all be, to some degree, I'm, I would imagine, this, these are things, oh, it's complex. The, you know, again, it, a human's intellectual capacity is like, imagine it being like one inch high. Tillian Overlord's intellectual capacity is like two feet higher than that. Okay? So when I see they're like 100 exits or 50 exits ahead of us, they are. They're way ahead of us. So when I watch people out there thinking that they're going to stop it, well, first off, that means they're going to stop the Bible. And then second off, it means that, uh, you know, uh, that, well, anyway, essentially the, the end game is that they don't understand. They, they might have – their heart might be in the best of places, but they still just don't understand. And good luck trying to explain it to anybody. But anyway – 
Um, so again, uh, the headline reads, and by now I would believe that all of us are aware of it. If you aren't, you are probably listening to us from another country. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. We do, and praise God that we touch people's lives and all over the world. Um, uh, but there was a shooting at Nashville, a Nashville Christian school that le- left three small children dead and three adults dead, according to officials. Now, um, the main storyline, the one that they want everybody to believe, is that this Nashville shooter is a, an individual named Audrey Hale, and that this individual was heartbroken over the death of friends that she may have been infatuated with. Um, I'm kind of not thinking so, okay, um, because uh, – On closer inspection, by the way, I would have you reflect back to virtually every false flag event that ever occurred, every theater shooting, the Pulse Club shooting, the San Bernardino uh, shooting, uh, all these things. There's always the the Charlie Hebdo crisis actors. I mean, it's not that it didn't happen. Oh, no, 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 no. It did happen. Just like Sandy Hook. It did happen. That's not that. It's that they embellish it and they make it far worse and they twist the storyline to throw you off the scent because they're that evil. So anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you. I'm not saying that 100% of this is right. I am not saying that, but I am going to read it to you real quick. It says um, this is by a person who calls himself Wayne Tech SPFX. Um, and he, this individual, I'm just going to call this individual an individual, um, believes that these are Antifa, uh, essentially neo-Nazi sleeper cells. And um, now one of the things that I call Danger Will Robinson on is he starts out, or this entity, or this individual, or whatever it is, starts out by saying, I love my Anon followers. I think that's a problem here because the QAnon followers they're pretty gullible okay and what we need to do is we need to be able to discern past that extremism in the world of uh, uh, conspiratorialist stuff because now now you might say well Johnny you're the quintessential conspiratorial you know no I am, but there's a difference. You have to understand co-intel, counterintelligence. You've got to understand that there are untold tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars spent on putting out counterintelligence to make people who do understand what's going on look like a bunch of horses patooties. Okay, that's, that is on purpose. That's why I said these reptilian overlords are 50 exits ahead of us. All right. So anyway, just be careful. But anyway, um, I will point out that I looked very carefully at the footage that this individual held up because they released the uh, cam footage, you know, the uh, uh, police camera footage eventually, and they blurred out a lot of stuff. And then there were some scenes where they didn't blur out as much. And so uh, naturally people will go, you know, especially QAnon types, and I don't, I'm not calling them bad people. I just think in many cases they go too far, uh, you know, and they, and they set up the rest of us to look, you know, like, and then we can't reach anybody because they're out there saying really way out there stuff. Now, um, 
all that being uh, said, uh, this person speaks of a plan or an underground trans-terrorism plot. Now, I will say this. I am not so sure that that concept is incorrect. Actually, if you go back to Fritz Springmeier's um, How to Create a uh, you know, a mind control slave. Uh, I actually have that, that book. Um, it's very difficult to find nowadays, but anyway, um, and I don't know, it's not really, the point is this, we know about satanic ritual abuse. Okay. Do we not? We ought to. And would any of us think that satanic ritual abuse has slowed down? Would there be anybody out there raising their hands thinking it slowed down? Is there anybody out there that would think that perhaps there is less demonic activity on the earth today than there was back in 2018, for example? I mean, never mind. You know, don't forget about 2017 and Alex Jones's rant, but I'm just saying. So um, I think, see, and here's the other thing. What I've noticed is these We'll just call them so-called trans terrorists or whatever you want to call them or trans extremists. If you want to call them trans Antifa extremists or whatever. Now, this person is throwing in the term Nazi Azov, which is part of the Azov battalion that is in the Ukraine. I, I disagree. I powerfully disagree. This has nothing to do with that. And they'll, they'll look at little logos and things, and they'll be like, look, it's Nazi Azov Battalion. And I'm like, no, it's not. Okay, so that's where it gets they, – they, they tend to take things a little bit too far, and then it makes us all look goofy. All right, but when you look at the uh, video evidence, it clearly does seem to indicate that – like I'm looking on the left side of my screen, and I see – um, that the individual that was filmed wearing the red cap coming in the front door uh, of the facility had a different pair of sneakers on than the shoes that were on the individual that was supposed to have been the one that was shot as the guilty party, this so-called, uh, you know, whatever. Okay, and then uh, – Turns out that CNN stealth edits a piece to remove the word woman from the story about the transgender Nashville school shooter, they say. So it says CNN quietly scrubbed any mention of gender from the article on Monday about the suspected Nashville. Ten and I can tell you right now that Marjorie Taylor Greene is currently banned on Twitter. So little by little, I am becoming extremely suspicious of Musk, Although he came out, I think that, yeah, he's, there are signs that are indicating that there's something wrong with him. Now, I haven't put my finger on it completely, um, but I have seen some behaviors that are troubling. Although he did when he, you know, like, for example, one would say that it, uh, the first thing I did was I looked for Elon Musk on the list. I have a copy of the actual list for the Davos WEF meeting. He was not on it. I knew it is a fact. I searched for him. Um, he's done some amazing things. But I wonder if, I don't know, because it all adds up to the same end game. That's all I'm saying. So I will do what's called withholding adjudication. And I know there's videos out there, but, you know, I've been around a real long time, folks. I've been around since 
frequency fence was popular and you know they were ratting out every reptilian newscaster and stuff so uh you know nothing i nothing goes past me all right it, you know i and plus i've learned to detect when the storyline or the per- things that the person is claiming are over the top okay and coming from somebody like me that's saying a lot now Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, got uh, suspended from Twitter for publishing what I'm about to tell you about right now. All right? So hold your horses. Transgender radicals are planning a day of vengeance in Washington, D.C. between March 31st and April the 2nd. Okay, so I'll take a little peek at my calendar, and that will take us all the way from Friday till uh, Monday. Now, um, why is that being blocked everywhere? Okay, Um, is it because it implies that they're radicals or whatever? Well, I can tell you that in my finely tuned Twitter feed, which, who knows, might end up causing a uh, black, uh, 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 you know, sedan to pull up in my driveway some night. Who knows? But anyway, um, the the point here, and also I've become highly suspicious of Ron DeSantis, too, because there is a lot of information indicating that he's accepting, he's like, I don't know, in bed with the bushes. If there is any truth to that, and that is a, and that is traceable money, if there is any truth to that, and that is money that can be traced, warning, warning, you know, very, very, very big warning. All right. So anyway, I haven't seen anything. I've heard the allegations. I've seen people say stuff. Uh, yeah, show me the money. All right. Praise God. So um, now, does he believe things that are utterly and absolutely terribly wrong and the answer is yes okay but you know who was it that did you know that fell for the whole you know uh whatever hey let's make as many death machines and you know as we possibly can well he fell for it and you might say well he was in on it but not necessarily I'm telling you, these reptilian overlords are incredibly, I mean, we're we're way outgunned, way outgunned. Oh, but we have the Holy Spirit. Well, let me tell you something. (laughs) If half the Christians, if even even 1% of the Christians out there understood what's required to properly hear from the Holy Spirit, you'd hear a lot less of that going on. You know, uh, but anyway, anybody who's been in churchianity knows what it's like to have you know, to be surrounded by gazillions of people or like, you know, hundreds of people that all believe that they're hearing from the Holy Spirit, but they're not. Okay. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And next one up printed by Russia, Russia today. Transgenderism is the natural enemy of Christianity, according to Tucker Carlson, who has warned of more United States anti-Christian violence like transgender shooters attack on the Tennessee school. Oh, really? Well, let's take a listen, shall we? And here we go. Now, is this the entire segment? No, but it's a snippet of it for sure. Here we go. All right, praise God. Coming up. So there is a lot going on on the uh, 
it's not even clear whether it's fair to call it the left, but the, the true extremist fringe in this country, um, and it's not all trans people, of course, but the extremist trans fringe um, is a lot more threatening than most people understand. Andy No has been covering, he's been covering Antifa uh, for years now. He's the author of Unmasked, Inside Antifa's Radical Plan to Destroy Democracy. He's a senior editor post-millennial. He joins us tonight. Andy, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so again, you don't want to get too broad brush here, but there is an extremist movement, obviously. It's very evident online in the aftermath of this mass murder. Are you surprised to see it? No. So in my reporting on Antifa for years now, one um, observation that I noticed was that disproportionately the number of riot arrestees uh, are gender diverse. And by that, I mean they don't identify with their biological sex. Um, on some nights, it was as high as 20%. And that is magnitudes higher than what the data we have on people in the in the a wider American population who are trans-identifying. So, you know, I looked into, into this a bit further. There is some peer-reviewed research out of Canada. You can find it on the Library of Medicine um, that shows um, that there's evidence that young transgender people are particularly vulnerable to violent radicalization. And in my reporting on left-wing extremism, in months, for months now, I've documented and tracked this surge in violent rhetoric by self-identified trans militant activists, particularly on Twitter, in response to various states restricting or banning the medical transitioning of minors. Um, as you mentioned earlier, the horrific murder of children and staff at the Christian school yesterday does come just days ahead of a so-called um, Trans Day of Vengeance that's being organized in the U.S. Capitol. And unfortunately, um, myself and other people who have reported on this and posted this flyer, which, by, by the way, that group is still online, if you post the flyer, regardless of the context, you're locked out of your account. So currently, April 1st, I cannot my Twitter. Can, can I ask you just a quick macro question? So one of the reasons that so many well-meeting middle-aged moms in this country have bought into support of the trans community is on the basis of the promise that it's liberation and this is kids when they finally express their true inner identity will be happier and better adjusted. But the incidence of violence and mental illness seems to be extraordinary. So it doesn't seem like people are being liberated. It seems like people are being tormented and driven, driven to the brink of insanity. That just watching, that seems clear. It's the exact opposite of liberation. We have mountains of evidence that people who suffer from gender dysphoria also suffer from very high rates of um, mental health comorbidities. Um, when you have this reality on top of people being fed cross-sex hormones and yeah. are also being in an environment where they are encouraged to have a violent hatred of wider society, and you can see, see this in the reaction before, during, and after this, uh, this killing. Andy, no. Thank you for your incisive in. All right. <clears throat> you heard it here first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So things might be very creepy come Saturday. 
around 11 a.m. We shall see. Sure looks like it. All right. And by the way, what's up with Twitter blocking Marjorie Taylor Greene from putting up a warning about that? And then it's on Tucker Carl. I don't know. You know, there's some suspicious stuff going on out there, folks. Really creepy. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And so praise Jesus that we are not from here. We never were. We are not staying here. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Jesus' own special people that were called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. We are the elect of God. Praise God. Particularly if you're listening to this show, I can tell you that. (laughs) You know, but, you know, um, uh, because it takes some kind of, I don't know, special anointing or something to be able to be awake and aware to all of these things because there's so many that aren't. Uh, and it's, it's very troubling. I mean, I can, I, I, right now, if I wanted to, oh, I don't even want to tell you. But if I was up with my family in Pennsylvania, no, I, I ain't even going to go there. All right, just pr- keep on praying for people. But it's it's unfortunate, very, very deeply, deeply, deeply unfortunate. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. Congresswoman, preachers, according to this congresswoman, preachers are waging an especially vicious crusade on our children, this article says. And it says, Democratic Republican Catherine Clark of Massachusetts attacked Republicans and preachers Wednesday, two days after a shooting at a private Christian school. She said, I rise in honor of trans joy that deserves to be celebrated, not eradicated. I rise with unconditional love for my trans daughter, Riley, and I rise in solidarity with every trans-American seeking nothing less than their inalienable right to the pursuit of going straight to hell. Along with, uh, right now at least, Catherine Clark uh, of the Democratic Republic, or Democratic um, Party of... Massachusetts. And you know what? It's true. What they say up here, it is. So look, if you were Satan, what would you do? You would do exactly this. This is exactly what you do. And you would create an army of them. And they are murdering people. It's not just limited to the school. I'm trying to tell you. Um, In my finely tuned Twitter feed, (laughs) I get... um, videos. Um, And I'm just going to let you know that's there's like videos of teenagers that I guess are, you know, got this demonic transpossession thing going on. And they're standing there with, you know, very, very, very powerful rifles. And they're showing off the rifles. They're essentially threatening. They're brandishing their rifles, their weapons, their large magazines, and they're they're just looking they're looking in that camera like, you know, I can't say the words that are coming out of their eyes. And I'm talking about a lot. A lot. Okay, folks, this is like unbelievably bad. Now isn't it fascinating that the Antichrist, Obama, is married to a trans. Okay? So, again, wow, the Antichrist and the transsexual so-called wife will rise up. Right? 
this is really lining up. I mean, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to be on prayer guard duty. Hallelujah. Because I've got Jesus signs on the back of my car, Jesus flags flying out. I'm, I even got myself a little, a cheap little, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Jesus bracelet. And, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's a men's bracelet, you know, kind of thing. But um, I don't know. I just like, uh, there's power in the name of Jesus. I want it all around me. All right, praise God. Thank you, Father. I'm, I believe with all of my heart that, you know, in the divine protection that those who reside in the secret place of the Most High are afforded. Thank you, Jesus. I believe with it with all of my heart. All right, praise God. Now, what I'm going to play for you next, all right, is, believe it or not, one of the, ready for this, 100, uh, yes, I said that right, 100 15-minute cities that will be implemented in the United Kingdom by December of this year. 100. Okay, now that comes from Sister Mary, who lives over there, and we speak usually around 4.30 a.m. in the morning, almost every day, whenever she's in. Please do remember her in your prayer. She has um, a lot of pain. Um, it has to do with a spinal thing that, you know, anyway, nowadays, I mean, you know, uh, it's very difficult. There's a lot of challenges associated with that kind of a problem. So anyway, so just, you know, if you think of it, lift her up in prayer and say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus to heal that pain. I command it to leave. Go. In the name of Jesus Christ, get out of her. All right. And you know what? That's what you do. You tell that pain to get out. All right, hallelujah. All right, be thou made whole in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And yeah, it's, you know, it, it, so anyway, so the question came up, how are they going to enforce the 15-minute cities? Because I can tell you that Sister Mary was told by a number of people that live over in the United Kingdom that they're not going to tolerate it. They're not going to, they're going to, they're going to rip down those fences. They're going to, all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? We actually have a two minute and 16 uh, second clip of a, of a lady who is trying to get out of her 15 minute city to go to work. Let's see what happens. Shall we? Okay. Here we go. Twist my arm. All right. Hold on. Here we go. All right. She's driving up to the. To the little 15-minute city barricade. Out come these young brown shirts wearing yellow vests. There's a stop, little halt, kind of. Hello. Have you got any right to stop here? Uh, uh, yeah, you'll see this thing. No, it's a motor vehicle. This is motor. Yeah. Do you go to work? Uh, yes, I'm on my way to work. Yeah. What uh, time you're going? Yeah. You stay here uh, just all your day, just wasting people time. Uh, no, enforcing the traffic laws. You're not allowed to drive here. So, have you got anything to show me that you can stop me? Uh, yeah, excuse me, I want to see you. No, you don't understand. Yeah, don't worry. I want to see if you got something to show me that you can stop me. No, 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 you. Can you stop me to go through there? They're, um, they're okay. standing in I front of her car. A bunch of them, and they got, get this. No, okay, can you, can you open, please? Thank you. If I get this, fine. Yeah, okay, don't worry. Okay, can you move now? I'm late, I need to go to work. not moving, by the way. Excuse me, move. I'm going to get this fine. You got my everything. 
Now you move now, okay? Excuse me. You're taking it. Excuse me. I said you have to move now. Just go. Listen. Listen. You move now. You took everything about me. Now you need to get closer and call the police. You're not being focused. Yes. Yeah, call the police for whatever you want. You're not being focused. She has everyone to find me. Don't worry. I will get the fine. I will get the fine. I will get the fine. It's not your business. See, the, the trans entities that are standing in front of the vehicle, one of them, they all have, like, the obvious trans hair and the, I won't get into it, but, you know, it's it's so unbelievably obvious and one of them is standing with their back facing the front of her vehicle while the others are arguing and pushing and shoving you know they're they're not really coming to blows but you know well you heard it you heard it 100 of them will be in into the united now now, isn't it interesting that the reptilian house of windsor i know a lot of people believe that tim cohen stuff and all that and that the antichrist is coming out of the house of windsor but it that's not it it's 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 definitely obama i'm here to tell you as a matter of fact there's there's so much evidence it's unbelievable and if somebody doesn't see it i'm sorry but why would a reptilian draconian entity become the antichrist the scripture says when the abomination of desolation is found standing in the holy place. The holy place is the human body. So Satan incarnating into the human body of Obama. Okay. Oh, and in case you had any doubts, let's play this audio clip. This is from a uh, lady who lives in Australia. Uh, and she found this clip, and I've seen this before, and it's actually awesome. So I tip my hat to her, and I've even mentioned to her, to the Lord in prayer, I pray that she finds Jesus and she knows what this is all about. I'd really like to get in touch with her, but it would kind of probably ruin her podcast. But anyway, but it would save your soul. All right, so listen to this. She says, and now Barry has arrived to destroy Australia, she says. But anyway, she's got this, uh, this I'm going to play this two minute and 20 second clip, and it's fabulous. All right, here we go. Eight, something unbelievable happened for us in the FBI. We were getting lots of rumors about this high-level asset that worked for several intelligence agencies at the same time. He worked for the Saudi intelligence service. He worked for the CIA, and he was being developed as a political asset in Chicago, Illinois. He was not even a United States citizen, but it was said that he was a student visa and that he was a, a national from another country. In 2008, everyone in the intelligence structure found out who he was. It was this individual whose name I don't like to say, who became president in 2008 of the United States. And I will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States. The office of president of the United States. One of his code names was Renegade. His real name was Barry Sortaro, but uh, he adopted a different name uh, for his political career. When they ran him for president, the cabal, basically, this was the culmination of so many of their plans for so many years. His mission was to destroy the United States from within, one institution at a time. One of the things he did, of course, was he 
he defunded our military. He brought down, he brought down uh, the resources that they got. Uh, but then he ordered our military in many, many instances and in various theaters to attack our allies and to defend and supply and help our enemy. That's exactly how he created ISIS. He would say publicly that the military were going to bomb our, our enemies, but then he would have the military actually bomb uh, enemies of ISIS, our allies. He gave ISIS funding and equipment uh, by basically ordering our military to take equipment into a certain theater and then abandon it. And the commanders would say, that's ridiculous. We'd just be handing that stuff over to ISIS. And the president's office would say, uh, don't question orders, just follow your orders. Okay. And um, what did did we just see happen in uh, the pullout of Afghanistan? Who do you think is calling the shots? Right. It's the Antichrist. All right. So anyway. Oh, and then, of course, there's a headline about a psychotic man opening a door on a Delta flight. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the person literally came to the front of the airplane as it was taxiing for takeoff and started acting strange and literally opened the door and out came the chute and he went riding down the chute and you know, whatever. So there's all kinds of insane, crazy things. Pilots dropping over dead in the plane, uh, you know, almost certainly from myocarditis and the vax. uh, And then, uh, you know, other airline, um, you know, like, you know, imagine you're on a Southwest flight, the, the primary, the, 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 the co-pilot isn't up to speed enough to be landing the plane, which is, you know, that's part of the process. And then, um, then, they, then they have like a Delta pilot, you know, or whatever, or American Airlines, you know, is like getting a hop, right? And they come back and say, you know, hey, <laughs> we need to like land the plane, you know, and um, th- th- stuff like that is going on a lot, evidently. There's, um, I uh, have seen reports uh, where uh, people from the pilots union are coming out and saying we're having people essentially dropping like flies all over the place. So it's kind of a miracle, really, at this stage that a plane has not crashed yet. Now, I will say I have seen numerous, numerous, I mean, I don't even know how many, but a lot of videos that are uh, showing uh, semi-trailers driving down the road in some place, uh, you know, I, I, just too many, too many to track, too many to talk about on the program, uh, where, the, where the driver of the truck, you know, drops dead, and then the truck just, you know, goes screaming down 70 miles an hour off the, the highway into a neighborhood and just, you know, just wipes out so much stuff. It's, and, and evidently that is a very frequent thing that's happening nowadays. And you can imagine, you know, if it happens in a car, it's not going to be as dramatic naturally, and there probably won't be as much damage. But, wow, it's getting really close, evidently, according to the pilots, the pilots union people, uh, that, uh, you know, that the, the frequency of these events is staggering. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next up. All right. Uh, and according to this particular person, uh, the, we are now witnessing the second French Revolution. Now, what I will tell you is uh, Macron, who is clearly an entity, an entity, okay, uh, reptilian overlord, um, he is, uh, has been obviously commanded to cause these things to happen. Now, uh, 
the French are, you could say, well, the French are notorious for, well, they are, they are, but nothing like this in the history of the world. There's a reason why they're calling it the second French Revolution. Okay, and I'm just going to play. There, there are so many people gathered in this particular place with fires burning. I don't know where it is, but somewhere probably in Paris, but it could be anywhere because the fires are all over the country. And uh, they really is. It's, it's not Paris alone anymore. It's all, 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 all over France. Okay, and, um, and right now Macron is uh, told, uh, you know, the police, kill him. If you got to kill him, kill him. Okay, and so we, there are videos out there where the police are running as full speed into the crowds, and they're just beating people to, and they're dead bodies. You know, you will see people dead on the ground. Okay, so it's getting really, really bad. And this is just the background noise at one of the gatherings of uh, the folks that are revolting right now. Okay, all right, and I'm going to play that for you. Here we go. Hold on a second. Double click it. Here we go. What really brings it together, though, is seeing the magnitude, the fires, and the – there's – I can't even venture a guess how many people I'm looking at. But it, this stuff – search it up on the Internet. Use DuckDuckGo. If you use DuckDuckGo.com and search on you know, something like, I don't know, uh, civil unrest or riots in uh, France, I would think it would be highly likely that you would get – to be able to see some of the things that are going on over there, and they are very troubling. All right, praise God. So if anybody out there thinks that the dollar has bottomed out, I've got some news for you. So let's listen to this report. Praise God. Here we go. You're, you're never going to get effective regulation by the government. What we want is free market regulation. Unfortunately, we don't have that. You know, this financial crisis has been obvious for years. Only government regulators are blind enough to miss it. But if the government wasn't there, if banks and their depositors, more importantly, realized that their money was at risk yep. if a bank yeah. failed, then banks would be acting a lot more responsibly because people would not deposit their hard-earned money into a, in, into a bank well, that was speaking, taking too much risk. Yeah, but thanks to the government, no one cares. And speaking of deposits, the FDIC insured everybody's in both Signature and Silicon Valley Bank. I, I don't understand. Okay, so notice that multiple times they said, if the government wouldn't, if the government wouldn't, if the Antichrist wouldn't, and you heard the testimony of the FBI agent regarding what they were told about this individual, didn't you? You just heard it, didn't you? I hope you did. Okay. Don't miss the barley harvest. Don't miss it. Spend time in a lot of prayer. Our Heavenly Father rewards prayer. Fall in love with the Lord Jesus. Sing to him. Sing to him. Sing to Jesus. Take communion in the morning. That dwelling in the secret place of the Most High can't be taken lightly. Your relationship needs to burgeon. It needs to blossom. 
pray fervently for the lost. Pray fervently for the awakening of the of the people in the churches. Pray fervently for the salvation of souls. Pray fervently for angels to be sent down in dreams and visions of the night, like it says in Job 33, 14, and 15. God speaks once, yea, twice, and man perceiveth it not in a dream and a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon men, he saves their souls from the pit. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and that's why, that you know, when I said earlier that there will never, you will never be able to preach the gospel to every living person on the earth. That will never happen. And the reason is because people have babies. Everything is a cycle, right? But the one thing that you can't stop is God's angels. Hallelujah. That's why those prayers are phenomenally important. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Colin Rugg uh, is saying uh, on on my Twitter feed, he says, and again, these people are very well-known and very, very super intelligent. Uh, This person says, China and France have completed their first one-settled liquid natural gas trade, abandoning the United States dollar. Say goodbye to the American world dominance and our economy. And then this uh, individual uh, comments, and she says, uh, oh, now I'm getting really scared. And she means it. You know, she's not being snippety. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and then the, another person comes in and says, well, wait until the centralized digital currency gets established. <laughs> Some people, there's a lot of people that know, but again, there's so many exits ahead of us, they don't really care. And so what they'll do is they'll keep on hanging shiny little objects around, and they'll make all these false flag events occur, and, you know, all these Antifa things happening, and rests of people, and they're going to make, they're going to keep on doing what they always do. And while they're installing their 15-minute cities, and they're putting their sensors in Walmart and doing everything that they need to do to bring in the mark of the beast because we're out there like little kittens trying to smack that that cute little string that's flying around in the air. And 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 that's what I do. Praise Jesus. What I do is I look for the global news. I want to know what's going on all over because the Bible, the scope of the Bible is, for, you know, for all of the bride. It's for all of the believers in Jesus. And Jesus came to save the world. Okay? And it's not about Americans. As a matter of fact, American Christians are some of the worst in the world. They're some of the absolute worst in the world. All right. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. The BRICS nations have overtaken the G7 in their global uh, GDP, gross domestic product. So they're tracking in on charts, and it turns out that the BRICS nations, uh, the G7 nations, are sinking like a rock, and the BRICS nations are taking off like, uh, you know, Amazon used to take you know, back when the early days of Amazon. But anyway, so yeah, it, they, they've crossed that sweet spot, and BRICS is now taking the lead, which of course we would think nothing else other than that, wouldn't we? All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, hey, what better way to to destroy Babylon the Great than with nuclear missiles from Russia? Ah, But we already know that's going to happen. All right, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Kenya president warns his people to dump the United States dollar within the next couple of weeks. Let's listen to this. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. All right. All who work numbers, I am giving you free advice that those of you who are holding dollars, you certainly might go into losses. You better 
you better uh, do what you must do because uh, this market is going to be different in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. <laughs> wow. Uh, hmm. Wonder what he thinks he knows. We shall see. Shall we not? Well, if that wasn't enough, let's take a listen to Monica Crowley, who is a professional reporter. I know, I know, I know. But let's just take a listen to what this individual says. It, you know, not all of them are completely bought and paid for. So maybe. But we'll see what, you know. And sometimes they are bought and paid for, but they're still telling the truth and trying to discern that. Good luck. All right. Praise God. But the Lord has definitely blessed us. And I'm not saying we're, you know, there's always a margin of error. There's always a margin of error. Okay. And hey, <laughs> I live in the margin of error, okay? <laughs> I had to put a sign in the front of my house that says margin of error, <laughs> okay? Praise God. But anyway, um, this is a commentary regarding the situation, uh, the financial situation from uh, being actually broadcast live on a Fox News segment. So they obviously want us to know what's coming. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this. Here we go. Bringing it up. And here we go. Putin announced this week that Russia will begin using the Chinese yuan uh, for international payments instead of the dollar. Saudi Arabia is also in talks with Beijing to do the same thing. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, they are in talks uh, with Iran as well to consider an economic alliance with China and Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. These countries all have emerging economies. So what happens if our economy and the U.S. dollar are no longer the world's dominant currency? All right. I think we know the answer to that. It's called the fulfillment of the third seal of the book of Revelation. Hallelujah. And it's going to be not fun. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now I'm going to share with you a person who is concerned about the new bill, which is uh, the, the, the new Senate bill or, or whatever. I, I don't it didn't come out of the House, so it has to be a Senate bill. And it's uh, entitled Bill 686. And it's to ban TikTok. Now, what's fascinating is we all know that they always stick stuff in those bills that shouldn't ought to be there. Well, this particular individual deep dived on it, and he's going to tell you what's in it. This is unsettling, to say the least, especially for people like me. And I'm really a nice guy. <laughs> Praise God. Right, kids? I'm a nice guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, spanky ice cream cones for everybody, all right? <laughs> ah, praise God. All right, let's listen to this. What's inside of this Bill 686? Do you think it'll pass? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's listen. The use of the Internet is about to fundamentally change forever, and it's terrifying. This is Bill S-686, also known as the Restrict Bill. You'll probably know it as the TikTok ban bill, but it does so much more than just that. It actually does more than any bill I think we've ever seen. I encourage everyone to read it by going here and clicking the text tab, but here are the main takeaways. 
Foreign adversaries can change by definition, but a few are already listed. They are the People's Republic of China, including Hong Kong, Special Administration Region, the Republic of Cuba, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and of course, the Russian Federation and Venezuela under the regime of Nicolas Maduro Moros. I hope I pronounced that correctly, uh, but these definitions can change at any time. The bill covers hardware technology like modems, routers, and home cameras, and virtual tech like VPNs, and basically bans them if they are manufactured by or used to contact and deal with foreign adversaries. Speaking of VPNs, using VPNs to bypass banned apps such as TikTok is made a criminal act under this bill. And the penalty? It's a minimum imprisonment of 20 years and a minimum fine of $250,000 or $1 million, depending if you knowingly did so to access banned content. The bill gives the federal government the power to monitor any activity used by these suspected devices, virtual or otherwise. Essentially, they can monitor what you are doing at home 24-7 without even informing you. This includes things such as routers, video games, streaming apps, smart thermostats, ring cameras, basically anything that uses the Internet. Now, the real terrifying part of all of this, as if that all wasn't terrifying enough, is that the bill goes on to state that this will happen by the president appointing a secretary of communication. That secretary then forms a group on their own without any voter input whatsoever. This group can have meetings behind closed doors. They don't have to disclose anything. They can ban and deem anything inappropriate or a risk to security at any moment in time. And if they do, they can go through your instant messages, your emails, text, basically anything that uses the Internet, and they can censor it. So in summary, this bill can effectively ban anything the government deems inappropriate extremely quickly without warning. Ramifications of this range from breaking up mass communication methods to even watching the cameras in your home, a.k.a. spying on you. It really is that bad, and I am not speaking in hyperbole. Please contact your reps. I have a video on my TikTok ban playlist on how to find your representatives and tell them if they vote for this, you will support their opponents in their next primary. If I missed anything in this bill, please let me know in the comments. Share this information with All right. <clears throat> Simply lovely. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, hallelujah. Next one up. Does that barge carrying 1,400 tons of toxic methanol has become submerged in the oh. Well, what do you know? The Ohio River again. And there are multiple disaster teams that were on the scene. I do not know what ended up happening with that. That was reported like a day or so ago on the 28th. So that would have been yesterday. They're probably working on it still, I guess. I don't know if it's leaking. have no idea. But I'm sure that we will get an update sooner probably than later. Now, believe it or not, this is a uh, – this is a, the, so all I can do is explain to you what is happening here. So essentially, uh, this appears to be an uh, Christian Orthodox church. I do not know what country it is in. Um, that's probably actually kind of in, irrelevant. Uh, but there is a priest speaking uh, into a microphone in front of an exceedingly large gathering of Christians. A very, very big group, and this person, uh, it's probably being really, really nice, um, comes running across the stage and shoves this man right off the stage, you know, in, in a, well, I would consider it a attempted murder attack. So anyway, let's listen to this. All right. Hold on a second. Double clicking it. Um, literally just runs across the stage, and you'll hear the people freaking out. Os sacerdotes já na pessoa de Cristo para servir para abençoar. There he goes. Shove, 
ran across the stage, shoved him right off. He went flop right down. This guy was an older guy. And all the people are just flipping out. There he goes. Ow. Golly. People are running to try to help him. Okay. Now, so this whole psycho, demon-possessed, you know, mind-control slave group is worldwide. Wow. So that really changes the whole dynamic of it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Why millions may be kicked off of Medicaid in 2023 and what to do if you lose coverage. And again, it's talking about that roughly 84 million people were covered by the government-sponsored program, which has grown by 20 million people since January 2020, just before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And then it says, of course, that, uh, that you know, it says uh, be, because of eligibility changes and such over the pandemic, period, uh, the 14 million of them are expected to lose health care coverage. All right, next one up. Netanyahu comes forward and he admits, because we all knew that there was all kinds of uh, protests by the gazillions all across Israel, and a lot of people were, you know, putting up YouTube's concerned about it and stuff like that for all the right reasons. Uh, but uh, Netanyahu stepped back And the headline is Netanyahu admits that Israel is on the brink of a civil war as he postpones the judicial reform amidst another night of violent protests. Okay, so he pulled back in, you know, I don't know the exact, you know, condition of the situation at this moment in time, but I would have to imagine that with him pulling back the threat of judicial reform, that uh, the people that were, you know, getting ready to become French, <laughs> okay, uh, may have, uh, you know, gone home and said, hey, let's b- bounce a little Johnny uh, on our knees. Uh, but we'll have to go, you know, we'll have to watch the situation because the whole world is on fire. All right, next one up. Consulting company says that the United Kingdom food inflation has hit a record high of, get this, 17.5%. Another headline reads, train carrying hazardous materials derails in North Dakota. A Canadian Pacific train carrying hazardous materials derailed on Monday in Richland County, North Dakota, local media reported. Okay, so again, we have just... Time and time again, time and time again, time and time again. Uh, and keep in mind now uh, that there have been uh, reports, very clear ones, from people who stay very intimately in touch with the things that the WEF has proclaimed that they were going to do. And one of those things was that they are going to institute a, um, a some type of a enforceable law that says that the government can come in and, uh, you know, take away, you know, they can walk into a town and say, hey, your soil has chemicals in it, your air has chemicals in it, you can't live here anymore, and they can take you away and stash you in a 15-minute city or even throw you in a FEMA camp. You know, so we're, we're so there, folks, it's just unbelievable. But, you know, I guess it's so unbelievable that people don't really want to believe it. <laughs> All right? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The t- 
Taliban has started to post videos taunting the United States about the gargantuan weapons left behind in Afghanistan. Well, you heard what the FBI agent said about Obama, didn't you? You know who's calling the shots right now? You know who's creating the militant trans? Right? Right? Bringing persecution to the Christians on purpose. What would Satan do if he, if Satan was if Obama was Satan himself? What would he do? What would Satan do? Exactly what we're seeing right now. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. And on that note, we have one hour and fifteen minutes to talk a little bit more about Planet X. For those of you who are still interested in that subject, and uh, it's it's a vast subject. I'll try to pick off where I left and go deeper diving into the subject. And again. I do highly recommend that you spend the money or find a free version of Impact and watch it because it's highly possible that a lot of the scenes in that movie will, in fact, come true. And, uh, you know, how many movies are prophetic? Thousands? I mean, at this point, I mean, think about it. There was a movie in the 50s called The Man from Planet X. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. All right, praise God. Thank, look it up on uh, DuckDuckGo. Don't use Google. Forget it. It's, come, it's become utterly worthless. It's owned by counterintelligence. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead. I'm going to take a little bit of a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm old and decrepit, and my leg hurts, and I don't stretch it enough, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm probably going to be on an 18-hour day, maybe 19 hours today. Uh, and so anyway, praise God. Oh! So a good uh, song to play is Praise the Pain Away by Brother Dan. Hallelujah. Here we are. What matters to me is that your spirit is 
rest in my light and watch those shadows dissolve. Don't forget where you belong Like the steady night of the sun Keep on burning Never turn All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so basically I stopped uh, at a point where I was describing that nowadays they've gone, the entities of darkness have gone way, 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 way out of their way to distract people from the imminent arrival. Uh, The arrival is already here. We are seeing and have been seeing signs. People don't really understand how the orbit of planets work, how the, what the ecliptic plane is. So you really have to have a fundamental understanding of how this solar system is laid out and how far, you know, the Earth is very close to the sun comparative to many of the other planets in this solar system. Imagine that as close as the Earth is to the sun, which is, like I said, pretty darn close, it is still 93 plus million miles away. That is a long, long distance. That's also known as an astronomical unit. Now, uh, what I'm trying to help you to grasp here is it is absolutely feasible and highly likely, quite possible, that another solar system could pass directly through our solar system and not one of the five to seven planets orbiting the sun in that solar system would collide with any of our other planets, okay? That is highly feasible, okay? And um, But the problem is we, you know, don't really grasp very well the sheer size of our solar system. It is really big, okay? So when you kind of get your arms around that, then this concept of another solar system passing through our solar system is not so far-fetched. It's highly, well, we already know that it's a fact. Okay, so now all that being said, and of course I I would refer you, uh, there's so many things I could refer you to. Oh my goodness gracious, there's a horrible star that is referred to in 2nd Esther 15 verse 40. Okay, and that was in the original 1611 King James Bible. Refers to the horrible star. Did you know that? Yeah. Second Esdras 15, verse 40. Read, read that whole little section there about the horrible star. Well, what do you think the sign of the Son of Man is? Matthew 24, 29 says, and they will see. Here, I'll go ahead and read it directly. I'll, I won't do it from, I could, I could, you know, rough quote it, but, you know. Well, let's just go ahead and look at it. Matthew 24, 29 Immediately after the very difficult times of those days, says the tribulation, but you've got to be careful because there's only four places in the entire Bible that it uses the word great in front of the word tribulation. So I would have preferred that the translators chose a different word, but that's okay. 
It confuses people. Immediately after the incredibly difficult and dark times of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven. The powers of the heaven will be shaken. And the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the heaven. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And then, of course, it says, and they will see the, the they will see this uh, the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a great sound of his tr- sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds and from the one end of heaven to the other. Now, where that, so you get a little bit of time compression in this scripture here because what you're so the sign of the Son of Man. It's important to note that all the people on the earth will mourn. They will see this sign in the sky, and they'll be like, oh, no, you know, kind of like almost like that movie Melancholia. I don't know if you remember that. But anyway, um, and now you're sort of putting it together. Now hopefully you're getting it. Now now when it goes to where it says, and he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four, see that to me is talking about the wheat harvest. Okay? So you got the barley harvest and you got the wheat harvest which happens during the day of the Lord. Because this reference, these things that is being talking about, the sun being turned says the sun will be darkened. Well that that aligns with Revelation 6, 12, where it says, the sun will turn black as sackcloth of hair. That's your three days of darkness. And then it says, the moon will not give his light. Of course not, because you got the three days of darkness going on. The stars will fall from heaven. Well, it says in Revelation 6, 12, it says, and the stars will fall from heaven like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. Well, isn't it fascinating that we have, let's see here, how many, let me go ahead and pull up my little, oh, we got to get a flashlight here. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got... Um, the uh, Without Warning, which is a movie that has, uh, you know, meteors falling before the alien strike. You've got Battle A, which has meteors falling before the alien strike. You've got How the End uh, Begins, uh, which has meteors falling before the alien strike. You've got War of the Worlds, which has something similar, but that was, and that was actually seen by, in a vision by uh, God's Healer 7, Sister Barbara. And then you've got Greenland, uh, the 2020 movie, that, same thing, meteors falling. Aliens. Oh, no. What do they know that we don't? Nothing. They're broadcasting it. And also for those of us who understand Titus 1.15, to the pure, all things are pure, and that, you know, our scripture tells us, I will rise at midnight to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. You know, we praise God because if it wasn't for these seemingly horrible things happening, so many more millions of people would end up in the pit. So this is a wonderful thing because at the end, really God is using these events to, well, I mean, for lack of a better term, scare people straight. Hallelujah. I mean, as a matter of fact, it says in Isaiah, uh, believe it's 26, no, it's not 20. I think it's 26, 9, roughly. I can, I can double check it here. I, uh, all right, let me find it. Thank you, Jesus. It's been a long day. Isaiah 26, we'll check it out. Is it 26.9? No. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, so if it's not 26.9, I wonder if it's 24. Oh, now I'm going to have to use my um, 
my concordance. Actually, the faster way, since we still have the Internet, <laughs> praise God for a while anyway, um, it says, uh, when your judgments are in the earth, there it is, came right up. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, and it's pointing to, okay, Isaiah 26. It does say Isaiah 26. Oh, I must have mistyped it then. Um, Isaiah 26, 9. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second half. It's part B of that scripture. It says, for when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Well, how is that? So they're going to repent. They're going to cry out to God, which, by the way, aligns with um, uh, um, Acts uh, 2, verse uh, essentially 21, but it starts in 17. So I'll go to 2.17, which is a quote out of the book of Joel. Okay, and it says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. Well, you think we might be there right now? I think so. And it says in verse 20, and the sun will be turned into darkness. Verse 19, it says, I will show wonders in the heaven above. What do you think that is? Wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. Well, there's your volcanic activity. And the sun will be turned into darkness. Oops, there's your three days of darkness. And the moon into blood. And it says, in the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass, the day of the Lord, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Stetching it all together now, huh? Hallelujah. All right. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and take a, um, without going into uh, this amazing collection of of stuff that I have because I mean really folks this could be a series that runs indefinitely uh, and with all of the creepy weird things going on but anyway um, so we did talk a little bit about the global climate change national security implications papers that were written by the US Army College um, many 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 years ago in the early 2000s so They've no, the entities of darkness, just like they knew about Barry, they also know, and they have a really good read. You know, they are blocking information from us. They don't want us to know about it, okay? Because they want to implement their global reset. They want to implement their control grid before these supposedly gazillions of lizard creatures arrive. Um, you know, so you're like, well, we got enough of them already. Well, you can say that again. But evidently, there's more entities from the bowels of Sheol on their way here. As a matter of fact, the Pope does not wave in Sol Invictus to the crowds like everybody thinks. He comes out and he waves to them. And every Masonic, so at the moment of time that the Pope is waving, hello, hello, on Sol Invictus, is the exact moment in time that the Sirius and Pleiades star systems are rising over the horizon. They are waving to their buddies. Oh, okay. So anyway, so so hopefully you remember that I was trying when we ran out of time to explain that there 
it was very common knowledge to anybody that even vaguely looked into astronomy and telescopes and things like that, that the Milky Way galaxy has an untold number of yellow dwarf binary star systems. It is just about as common as grass is on a front lawn. Now, that being said, if you go out and research it today, you will find altered, false, fake counterintelligence information that says, oh, no, that's a bunch of boulder dash and poppycock. As a matter of fact, I bet you even those goofballs at Snopes have an opinion about that now. But anyway, the reality is it's a fact. Okay, now that being said, what happens to a yellow star such as ours when it fails, such as ours is in the process of doing right now? And um, what, it, what happens is it collapses and becomes a brown dwarf, okay? So anyway, um, and like I said, if you go to tribulation-now.org and you want to look into some of the videos that are there that are absolutely jaw-dropping, let's see if the website's still up. <laughs> you know, what do I know, right? And you'd want to look very carefully through the links and find the one that says, uh, let me find it here, Apocalyptic Signs. And it has a drop-down menu and select Planet X Nibiru, and you will see some stuff that will, well, you know, be pretty conclusive. All right. So now, in the spirit of the interesting part of the movie or TV series, Impact, the scientists are befuddled. They do not understand why, all of a sudden, their technologies are indicating that the moon is no longer orbiting in a perfectly round orbit around Earth. It is now shifted into an elliptical orbit, okay? And that was, but they couldn't, they didn't understand it. They're like, what the, how, what could cause this? Holy moly, you know, kind of thing. The problem is that spotting a brown dwarf that is minus 243 degrees Fahrenheit requires infrared attachments such as the Lucifer attachment. So once again, you have to go to DuckDuckGo, all right, and you type in, all caps, Lucifer, um, uh, Lucifer, um, let me think here, Lucifer uh, Telescope Vatican. There we go. That'll work. And sure enough, you will find out. Now, remember, they got fact checkers on there even that are they're even bleeding over into the DuckDuckGo world. All right. But if you are careful and you look, keep on scrolling. Oh, wow. Have they infested the database of DuckDuckGo? That is a bummer. Wow. Look at that. Wow. My whole first page is full of lies from the devil. Oh, man, folks, we are so close. We are so, so, so close. Let's see if we can find it on the second page now. More results. Um, I wonder if they completely took it down. No, there, not there, not there. Pop Science. PopSci.com. Hold on. It's still there. 
So if you go to the second page and you look very careful for PopSci.com, you will see a popular science article that explains that, yes, there is a Lucifer instrument that helps astronomers to three, see through the darkness to the most distant observable objects. Okay, and they explain that the Lucifer acronym is Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility and Camera and Integrated Field Unit for Extraterrestrial Research. Now, I am here to tell you that if you want to make an acronym, you use this kind of boulder dash to describe it. And then you tell everybody, you know, and oh, oh, I'm sure it was an accident. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. So I must admit I am disappointed with some of our Christian friends who have claimed to have done research on Mount Graham and did not discover the truth behind the existence of the Lucifer infrared attachment that is part of the Vatican Bat Telescope on Mount Graham. Okay, so anyway, that being said, we'll move forward. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, again, uh, Dr. O'Rourke has not one but multiple prophecies of planetary events occurring above the Earth. He was taken into the outer space by the Lord, and he saw a vision of many moons lining up, which, of course, you know, what does that mean, right? And then... Um, uh, and also planetary objects. But before I move too far on, please do recall, if you will, the um, beginning of the movie Impact or the TV series Impact. And I'm going to read you an excerpt from an actual paper that was peer-reviewed by other um, scientists. This is written by L. Lorio. He's a scientist from Italy. And the white paper that he wrote, which was published on the Cornell University website, if it's still there, I don't know, but I have a snapshot of it. I take snapshots of everything because of, you know, the takedown stuff. And the title of it is On the Anomalous Secular Increase of the Eccentricity of the Orbit of the Moon. Okay, and he writes, a recent analysis of the lunar laser ranging LLR data record spanning 38.7 uh, years uh, reveals an anomalous increase in the eccentricity of E of the lunar orbit amounting to E equals 9 plus or minus 3 times 10 to the negative 12, blah, 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 blah. What's really fascinating is it says, in this abstract, it says, a potentially viable Newtonian, which means gravity, gravity-based, Newtonian candidate would be a trans-Plutonian massive object such as Planet X, Nemesis, or Tyke. It's using the different names for Planet X. Um, didn't use Nibiru, but that's fine. That's a ancient Sumerian re reference, and it said it will, would actually, it would affect E, which is the orbit around the Earth, with a long-term variation. So basically what he's saying is, hey, I've been studying the data, I've collected it, and the only thing I can think of that could cause the moon to be going around the Earth in an orbital or in an elliptical fashion would be something like Planet X, Nemesis, or Tyke. And it passed peer review. By the way, that is, by itself is a miracle 
a miracle from God. Praise Jesus. But most people will not know about it, and, you know, it's probably gotten rid of by now. Who knows? All right. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. All right. So on that note, um, what I'm going to do at this point, I think, you know, watching the time, trying to watch the time there, I'm passing by another Dr. O'Rourke prophecy, which says there's going to be a planetary event that is going to happen above the earth. And it says, it says, from the throne of the Lord, I'm reading part of it to you. It says, the past night the Lord spoke with me in that conversation. The Lord, he lifted me up. He took me above the earth. This past night, he took me into deep space. We crossed a section which was one stratosphere, and it, covered, it was covered with a cloud like substance that is another zone. And the Lord said, look at the moon. And I looked to my right, and I saw several moons. And at one point, I thought that they were planets because they were lit. On my right, we'll see, he thought they were planets because they were lit. But what happens to a moon when the light from the sun hits it? Yep. Okay. So anyway, again, um, it's just all over. So, um, And, of course, we have the audio bites from the Nibiru NASA Insider. And um, before I go there, let me just look. Okay, and you, of course, if you can find it, if you can still find it, uh, there was an original audio. I believe I have it on tribulation-now.org on, under that um, apocalyptic signs link on the Planet X Nibiru link. It's the original John Moore audio. Now he has canned laughter in it and everything like that to make it, you know, a little interesting and viable, but um, uh, what he's talking about is actually true. It's true. Um, so it's, it is worth the listen. Now, in the meantime, Mr. Moore has kind of run off to, you know, the uh, Ozarks. <laughs> he's been there for a really long time. Uh, but anyway, uh, all that being said, uh, hopefully um, – Jesus will grab a hold of him, and he won't have anything to worry about, and he won't have to worry about hanging out in the Ozark. All right, praise God. Thank you, Father. So I wanted to make sure that you had all of those foundational uh, pieces in place. Um, and there's, there's a lot more. Oh, goody, I did snatch the article from Pop Science. And, of course, I've got the articles entitled, and these are on uh, tribulation-now.org that are talking about um, the, it's the Vatican priest. He was a black operation. See, the Vatican has its own black ops. Okay, and back in 1996, he called in to the Art Bell show on Coast to Coast AM, and he was freaking out. And he said that they had a portal in a protected room that was encrypted, and they could see in the Hubble Space Telescope, and they had a special file that you'd have to double-click on. Well, he stumbled across it. It was called Wormwood, and um, it's fascinating because it would, that would be an interesting thing to call it when you, when you knew that it was coming this way, and you knew that the scene in the TV series impact with part of the moon breaking off and hitting the earth, which, by the way, sounds suspiciously like the second trumpet judgment that I just read. When something like that, like a mountain falls and, you know, and, and all the ships, a third of the ships, oh, my goodness, which means commerce is going on and ships are sailing and or whatever. Maersk liners are bringing people stuff and 
Yeah. Imagine that. So, yeah, the, um, the, the Vatican priest letters are very, very, very noteworthy. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I did want to share with you those things. I did want to hook you up with the concepts, okay, of elliptical orbits. Now, um, before I go into some of the history stuff, which is really neat, um, I'm going to share, uh, let me see if I can find it here, Control-F, oh, this might be a little bit tricky, um, let me see, effects, alright, hold on a second, no, oh no, hold on a second, let me type it a different way, R-O-G-U-E, alright, hold on a second, I gotta be able to find this. Oh, good. I did. All right. So this this was um, I just happened to be I'm sure it's just one of those coincidences. But uh, the Lord has an interesting way of making sure that I get a hold of coincidences a lot. And uh, so anyway, hold on a second. I got to hit this little fan over here. I'm getting kind of toasty here in the office. Hold on a second. Okay, praise God. So anyway, I'm going to play for you this little snippet here. Of So I was sitting in the living room, you know, downstairs by myself as always, and I was probing around looking for something, and I was looking. I don't know how I ended up there, but I ended up on the Weather Channel. And the Weather Channel had a special, and the special was about, you know, different apocalyptic things that have happened over time. Well, they had a special. I don't know, a special special, a special segment inside that group of apocalyptic weather event sequences in that series. And that particular segment was entitled The Effects of a Rogue Planet. Well, of course, my ears perked right up because I had been studying Planet X for many, many, many years and have paid you know, sometimes for a one-hour seminar, live, you know, protected seminar, I would pay $35 or whatever to listen to the experts talk about it. Now, there's been a lot of people that claim that they're Christians and have really big telescopes, and they claim this and they claim that, and they've been around on a lot of radio shows, but so far, no joy. All right, so anyway, all that being said, uh, this is really fascinating because we're actually seeing these dynamics occurring today. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this snippet from the effects of a rogue planet. Now imagine what happens if it's the effects of five rogue planets. Hmm, they say... The ancient writings indicate that there's five to seven planets that orbit the failed star that's referred to as Nibiru. All right, let's listen to this. So we really can't know with great certainty what is going to happen if a rogue planet comes into our solar system. We can run computer models. We can make educated guesses. But at this point, it's a purely hypothetical phenomenon. Here is one possible scenario. A rogue planet suddenly appears on the fringes of our solar system. As the rogue streaks past the outer planets, the whole solar system begins to change. The rogue's gravitational pull alters the orbit of Jupiter. Jupiter, in turn, pulls the Earth out of its nearly circular orbit 
to an elliptical orbit. If it passed near the Earth, then the Earth's orbit would be changed almost instantaneously. This new orbit takes the Earth as close to the Sun as Venus and as far out as Mars. Although we still remain in the habitable zone in this new elliptical orbit, our climate would begin to alter drastically. For most, the change is so gradual that at first it's hardly noticed. The days grow longer and the nights get colder, but life goes on as before. But over the next few months, a slow-motion global disaster begins to unfold. There's a common misconception that the Earth's seasons are driven by our distance either toward or away from the sun, where summer is when the Earth is closest to the sun and winter is when it's farthest away. That's not true. Right now, it's the Earth's tilt that causes summer and winter. So when your side of the planet's facing toward the sun, it's summer. And when your side of the planet's facing away, it's winter. The entire planet would have summer at the same time because it's very close to the sun, and then the entire planet then experiences winter at the same time when you're farthest away from the sun. So the Earth would enter a new climate phase where you would have short but intense summers and then very long winters. Um, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, and by the way, good luck trying to find that out on the Internet because I don't think you're going to find it. Anyway, um, so um, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and play the snippets from this person who was making his rounds on the radio circuit. He called himself uh, by the nickname. He didn't want to be known uh, for you know his actual name. Um, and uh, you would see YouTube appear. Uh, for those of us who are watching for stuff like this, for those of us who are researching stuff like this, such as myself, um, we would, you know, f eventually we would find things like this or people would send us links or whatever. Or maybe it was the Lord, you know, who knows. But anyway, um, uh, hold on a second. Let me see if I can find this. Yeah. Okay. So hold on a second. Uh, I got to focus my eyes on here. This is a very long day. They will have, uh, okay. So that's one. Hold on a second. They will. Yep. That's the one. I do want to play that one. Oh, wow. That's the really long version. You know what? I'm going to play the really long version because I haven't played this in a real, real long time. Let's see what little gems might be woven into here. This is the full 15-minute version of this Arizona guy talking. Now, you may not – I suspect that you probably don't remember this, but there was a period of time 10-plus years ago – it was around about the time when the space shuttle program was being shut down, et cetera, and NASA had laid off like this astonishing number of contractors. Now, some of the contractors that were laid off, you know, um, just kind of were stuck. You know, they didn't really have a job. And some of the contractors, you know, like Edward Snowden type people, would be in top secret zones, you know, part places within NASA that were in privileged information areas, okay, that only people with a need to know because of their job, like Snowden, um, were able to go there, and other people were not allowed to go there. Well, this person in Arizona who was doing the radio show circuit, he claims to be one of the people that were let go from NASA 
and he claims to be one of the people that were on the team that was watching and tracking Nibiru, all right, or Planet X, the real deal, all right? And just for fun, I, I let's go ahead and listen to the full 15-minute segment of this because I haven't played the full 15-minute segment in years and years and years, and who knows? Maybe we'll learn something. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Back in the 1950s, most people aren't aware of it, but there was a scientific storm in America all through the late 50s about this thing out there in space because the astronomers were all watching it, and that was back when they weren't afraid to talk about it. It was in the science magazines. I mean, I had a subscription to, like, Popular Science and Health. It was on the front cover of the magazine one day in, like, 1961. And uh, I was really excited when I saw it because here's this giant red planet on the horizon uh, of the California coast and a humongous tidal wave coming in towards the coast and having grew up in the mountains of uh, the Sierras and this thing in the magazine, it said this tidal wave coming in was going to be at least three miles high. And I went and showed it to everybody in the house and they laughed and they said, look, it says right here, there's nothing to worry about. It won't be here for another 50 years. Hey, guess what? That 50 years has came and gone. And uh, this baby's out there in the sky. They've been watching it. I watched it. And I can tell you, this thing has got so much trash coming around it. You know how we live in a solar system? We've got nine planets and a big sun. This right. thing has got seven planets and its own sun. But I believe that instead of having dirt on it like our planet does and water, I think this thing is just a big, uh, bright, reddish-orange iron ball because it's giving off all this red iron oxide dust out into the atmosphere. When we thought at first it was just a teeny little red speck of, of fuzzy red dust in the distance, but over the years as it went by and we watched it, it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then finally, about 08, we could see this thing like it was across the street. And we could see that it was a blazing hot ball of fire giving out sparkles of red iron oxide dust for thousands of miles in every direction. And you could see the planets circulating it. Now, I'll tell you one thing that I really am nervous about. I think this thing's got a planet like ours circling it. This is its own solar system. We're about to have a solar system come through the middle of our solar system. This can't be good. But unfortunately, it looks as though that's what's going to happen. Hopefully nothing in this mess will hit us, even though it does say it will in the Bible, leastwise it does in my Bible. It says we can expect all kinds of problems. We were looking at asteroids right close to this thing. There's asteroids that are floating around right near the, uh, that are orbiting the, uh, the main sun itself. These things appear to be about 500 miles across. And, and as you go back into the tail, you get into meteorites that go back for millions of miles in the tail. This thing looks like a giant red teardrop-shaped dust cloud. And you can see, once if, you, if you're able to see it up close like we did, you can see every speck out there. I guarantee you there's trillions of meteorites following this thing. Now, these CIA people that I know say that we're not going to uh, uh, be that close to it when it goes past us. They're saying that in order to attain breakaway speed, when it comes up around the backside of the sun, its speed will at least double, possibly more which will put it here earlier than everybody is saying it will. 
and uh, that this thing will probably be about 20, mile, 20 million miles from us when, when it crosses in front of us. And then as soon as it flips us upside down, we're going to go into its debris field tail and be pelted with uh, meteorites. And, of course, in the Bible it says they will talon 70 pounds. So if you've got 70-pound meteorites falling like hail, and I can guarantee you they will be falling like hail because there are that many in the tail of this thing. This thing has got a tail loaded with trash. I mean, uh, it's incredible the amount of stuff that's in this thing's tail. And uh, we're going to go right through that tail. And if it doesn't beat everything on the surface of the ground into a flat putty, I don't know what it will take. I tell everybody, you better be at least 20, 30, 40, 50 feet on the ground and have either concrete or stone above you because it'll break through the roof or whatever you've got if you don't. These CIA guys told me that this pole shift will probably happen from start to finish in around 28 minutes. That doesn't give you a lot of warning. When you see that thing out there in the sky, you're going to have to run as fast as you can to your underground facility because this is going to happen so fast. Now, see, here's another thing nobody's talking about. You've got this giant iron planet that they say is 47,000 miles across, getting ready to come up past us. And when well, it starts to approach us, it's going to start and have real serious effects. So is it a planet then, or a failed star? It's not a failed star. It, it, you know, I saw this thing up close. It did not look like a failed star. It looked just like our sun. Right. Okay. Would you call our son a failed star? No. Okay. Well, you had said planet. I wasn't sure if it was like a, a failed star brown dwarf or a full sun. So it's a full sun? It's a, it, it looks to me like a miniature sun, just like the one we have. The only difference is, see, is our sun is uh, giving off flames and stuff. And this one's doing the same thing as it, but it's giving off this red iron oxide cloud of dust around it. And until it got close, we couldn't even tell what was in there. We knew we could see it was hot, and it looked like it was just a dull red when we were first able to discern it through the red cloud. But as it approached, it started to become more apparent that this thing is just orange hot. I mean, to tell how hot it is, I was told that it was, they estimated between 5 and 10 million degrees. But, you know, I don't really know, uh, you know, uh, if that's right or not. I mean, it's got to be pretty hot because it's, it's sending all of this red iron oxide dust out into space around it. Right. And uh, it's got this enormous, and I mean enormous, the, at least... 50 or 100,000 miles on each side of it, this red dust cloud that goes all the way around it. I know when we were watching it, as it started to make the upward swing to approach behind our sun, it was amazing. The red dust cloud settled down. Instead of being around, it started to settle down into a V like wings, upside-down wings. Right. And I thought, boy, I wonder if that's where the ancient Sumerians got the idea this thing had wings. Cause you know, centrifugal force is a funny thing. When it comes yeah. back up around the planet, when we see it in the sky, my guess is it's going to look like it's got wings because centrifugal force is going to be pulling the uh, red iron oxide dust and particles uh, uh, out to one side. And then uh, as it starts to climb out and go away from us, listen, I was told that this thing's magnetic field is going to be so strong, anybody that does not have a padded lead helmet to wear 
will have their brain gutted for everything they ever knew, and they'll be a complete raving moron after this thing passes. They'll lose their, they won't know, they'll pee in their pants. They won't have a clue what's going on, because this thing will gut their brain. And, it, and you know, I was reading a deal in my Bible. It says that uh, after this happens that nobody will uh, care because they won't be able to remember it. Well, of course, uh, I was told by somebody the reason that that is is because the electromagnetic field from this thing will be so strong because, see, as it comes up underneath of us, it's going to start and pull us toward it. And then, just like a pair of big magnets, all of a sudden it's going to lock onto us. And when it does, it's going to be like the jolly green giant kick the earth in the ass. It's going to send a jolt 500 to 1,000 foot high. This is what I'm told. 500 to 1,000 foot high shock waves all the way around planet Earth. They'll be so bad that in a lot of areas, that don't have good solid soil, it'll fluff it so badly that you'll practically be like you're standing in quicksand. And that this thing's magnetic field will literally gut your brain of everything. And so you may want to uh, give some thoughts to getting you some sheet lead, build you a little uh, lead helmet to wear, you know, uh, like a little motorcycle helmet to protect your entire brain and, and the back of your neck so that that way this can't happen. Cause you know, if these guys are right about this, and I'm pretty sure they are because uh, I know for a fact they know what they're talking about when they say stuff. And uh, so, you know, and, and it does sound reasonable to me, knowing what I do about electromagnetic energy, that this could happen. And it very easily could gut everybody's brain for everything they ever knew, and they'll stand there and pee in their pants and go, gee, what was that? And that's if they still know how to talk. And there won't be any doubt in anybody's mind because this thing's going to look like a big red dragon exactly like all the ancient Sumerians and the Chinese and all the rest of them that had documented this thing's passing before. Uh, it didn't look like a white ball or a snow cloud or nothing. It looked like a big red iron oxide dust cloud with a superheated star in the middle of it. And, I mean, you know, and that's what we've seen. Uh, so, you know, I don't care what anybody else says. There's a possibility. There's more than one thing out there. You know, I watched it through the Hubble Space Telescope, and when this thing looked like it was uh, across the street, uh, the Hubble got cut off, and they encrypted it, and that was the end of any transmissions we had to watch. And, uh, and we know that the Hubble, in order to be in the shadow of the Earth, had to be at an angle, and so that meant it was looking downward, uh, and this thing was coming up underneath of us, and uh, uh, I tell you the honest God truth, I personally think this thing is real close to us right now, but, you know, that's just my general feeling that, uh, you know, and I'm a pretty psychic guy, uh, I have the feeling that this thing is right close by and that we're going to see it any time. I mean, I've been doing everything I could do to get prepared for it to... I'm, I'm really worried about what Jesus says, you know, when the fig tree is putting on its leaves, know that summer is near, and I'm at your door, and, and that worries me more than probably anything I've read in the Bible about this whole thing, the parable of the fig tree, because everything seems to be in place for this thing's arrival, and, and the bad thing is, he says, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. Well, it does also say in the Bible that I'm going to make the sun go down at noontime in Jerusalem. Okay, if that's the case, there's only one thing that will make the sun go down, down, not hit the horizon, down, go down at noontime, and that's if the planet experiences a pole shift. Okay, uh, planet, I, got, I got a quick 
question that you can probably answer really quickly and then continue from the chat room. Uh, wants to know if you're talking about Planet X or Elenin, and I, I don't think I, I've never thought Elenin is Planet X. Uh, Terrell's pretty yeah. pretty well, stuck on that, but I is. think Elenin is a result of it. It's a comment that's been it, kicked it, in. Elenin is extinction level event. Nebiru is near. Right. Does that explain it? All right, so I'm going to cut off the diatribe toward the end because uh, the, the, that was back when LNN was a hot topic, and we all know it was a dud. So anyway, um, and there were people saying that LNN was the beginning of Revelation 12, and yada, yada, my goodness, people just said all kind of stuff. Now, now you know, was it alien in nature, and did it have an unusual trajectory? Probably so. But that stuff goes on all the time in our solar system. Now, what I will share with you, which I find most interesting, is based upon I, I want to clarify some things that this fellow, he got a lot right, got a lot right. But uh, some of the stuff he got was not right. And I'll clarify it for you because it's biblical. Um, so first and foremost, when a brown dwarf, which is in fact normally – only visible with infrared optics, which is why the Weiss telescope, all of them, all of them, even the one, the Vatican Vat, has, they wanted to be able to see it when it was not glowing. Now, you might say, why did it start glowing? Why did it turn in, into this big, you know, hot-looking red iron oxide dust ball or, you know, whatever, whatever, dragging all this garbage with it, which, by the way, is true because, as I said, when a yellow dwarf, dwarf star collapses, it becomes extremely magnetic, which, by the way, means that it's, if you will, gravitational pull, although I'm, a, I'm not a Newtonian fan, I'm an electromagnetic fan, but anyway, uh, it, it, it's, we'll just say it's, it's, it's gravitational pull, it's electromagnetic pull, is extreme. So I'm not, I don't want to spoil the TV series impact for you, but there are scenes in that series that capture beautifully what the kinds of things that would happen on the earth when that thing would get close enough that the magnetic uh, pull would be now he was saying people's heads you know brains would i don't know i don't know i don't know uh but i can tell you there's a lot of very interesting scenes in the in the impact tv series that could very well be a reality i mean we saw that when something like that of a mountain you know hits the earth and a third of the you know oceans are turned to blood see now let me let me pull that all together for you when a brown dwarf collapses it becomes extremely magnetic and um it's it's the type of cataclysmic events that happen when something like that is relatively close to the earth are you just can't put them into words the the tv series does a good job now all that being said what's up with the whole red iron oxide red you know this burning red looking thing well if you study the brown dwarfs using articles from astronomy magazine and things like that, which I've done, you will discover that when a brown dwarf is moving 
it, when its relationship to the sun uh, or a nearby normal sun is such that the uh, the brown dwarf is moving through the heliosphere, which is made up, believe it or not, Charlie Frost talked about this on the movie 2012, and you may giggle and stuff and say, you know, but I'm here to tell you that the stuff that he put into his little movies that he was showing John Cusack, prophetic and absolutely as accurate as accurate can be. And, um, and uh, he, um, so the point is that there are neutrinos, there are, there is the sun's heliosphere, and that is this part, particle, it's like a particle field that is created by the sun that um, that particle field of energy with neutrinos goes all the way out to the outer limits of our solar system. Eventually, if you travel far enough, you will get outside of the heliosphere of the sun. And, um, and then anomalies that take effect on the sun, uh, on the active normal sun, uh, will not affect you as much. But when the when the sun for a given solar system starts to misbehave, um, those that heliosphere becomes disturbed, and those neutrinos, um, uh, which are the particulate that are a part of that heliosphere, um, they are electromagnetic in nature, and they can cause things such as the core of the planet. Okay, and I know there's a lot of people that are like, you know, the Earth actually has dinosaurs in the middle of it, and inner Earth, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, people don't really appreciate the true diameter of planet Earth, okay? And then you've got the distraction associated with this crazy stuff like the earth is flat and stuff. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. Okay. Uh, even Henry Groover was taken up into outer space and he he was being interviewed by Steve Quayle and he Quayle said, is the earth flat? And Henry Groover said, absolutely not. It is a sphere just like all the other planets. And, you know, Oh, Dr. O'Rourke, you know, Henry Groover, come on, he's one of the holiest men that ever walked the earth for crying out loud. He's not going to tell a fib. Okay, so, you know, I, it, I'm just, after a while, people just get so easily sucker punched by counterintelligence that you just don't want to let it be a point of division. Let them believe that it's pink, purple, polka dotted if they want to, whatever. Now, when the heliosphere of the sun, e.g., you know, that very strong neutrino field is uh, the when the brown dwarf is heading through that field, okay, depending upon its motion and direction, it will burst into a iron oxide burning hot looking sort of an, a thing okay uh, and uh, and you know an object okay an outer space object and you might say well what's up with that well i will tell you this red iron oxide by the way is also a very uh, common iron oxide is also exceedingly common inside of this planet as well very very important to note so why is it that in the last 
you know, 10 years or so, we have had so very, very many reports of lakes and streams and places around the earth. I've seen the photographs. I know it's a fact uh, that have turned blood red. And of course, the end times websites out there would make a fuss. Wow, look at this. It's the end times. There have been crevasses, humongous, amazing, gigantic crevasses that have uh, been found in parts of Africa. There was one that was up in Michigan at at one point where the Earth's crust had begun to separate. Very, very big, noteworthy. There have been villages that have been sucked down into some of these crevasses, uh, cracks in the Earth in places in Africa. Okay, the, the Earth's tectonic plates are under extreme stress right now, which is why Jesus said there would be earthquakes in diverse or unusual places, which we have already seen to the nth degree. Now, red iron oxide, when a highly magnetic entity such as Nibiru, Planet X, whatever you want to, the Bible refers to it as the destroyer of nations in Jeremiah, chapter uh, DBDBD, I don't have it written down, so I'll have to look it up, but I think it's 4-5 or 5-4, look it up. Um, The... um, also, the uh, the Egyptian Colbrin Bible, uh, again, you know, uh, of questionable origins, also refers to it multiple times as the destroyer, which I'm not at all surprised of. Second um, Esdras 15 verse 40 refers to it as the horrible star, and Second Esdras was in the original King James 1611 King James Bible. Okay, now. What up with the red iron oxide? Well, now we know why the water turns to blood. Because when red iron oxide, which is very, very prevalent inside the crust of the earth, and is a major component of the um, uh, the uh, reaction that occurs as the brown dwarf is moving through the heliosphere and is getting, you know, going through this field, this highly magnetic field, it starts to light up with this red iron oxide looking dust thing where this fellow Arizona was saying that it, you know, um, he said he thought it was a sun. No, it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's a failed brown dwarf. It's a failed yellow dwarf star that is now a brown dwarf. So this explains not only why when the second trumpet says that something like that, like a mountain falls against the earth um, and the, you know, seas turn to blood and, you know, and ships, a third of the ships are, think about this. Whatever that is, what you know, according to the TV series Impact, it's uh, a chunk of the moon. Um, uh, and I don't want to do any more spoilers for you because it is quite interesting. Um, but that, if true, could and by the way, it never. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the movie for you. But this is not going to hit the Earth. There's a lot of people out there that think it is. It is not. It is not. But the debris field that Arizona was talking about is very, very, very real. Okay, and there's so many prophecies, dreams, and visions that have 
this debris field associated with them, okay? So again, it's important to note that a typical brown dwarf, when, when it's far enough away from the sun, will not glow. It will be dark and you will need infrared lucifer, you know, optics or whatever. And so virtually every uh, deep space telescope that has been launched, put into orbit, placed in Antarctica because it's approaching from the south of the ecliptic plane. That's another thing, too, a lot of people don't know, but it's a fact. It's not coming in on the same ecliptic. You might say, well, what's an ecliptic plane? Well, what an ecliptic plane is, is it's like, imagine our solar system being like a 33.5 LP. And the, the, the center part of the album is the sun, our sun. Okay, the planets um, orbit in on the what's known as the ecliptic plane. So you would be able to put our various planets in our solar system as little round dots on that album, on that record album, okay? And that, and they orbit equidistantly in circles, in circular orbits around the sun. So they are always the same distance. And yes, indeed, it is the tilt of the sun that causes the seasons, but not anymore, not anymore. So the climate deniers are, they're wrong. There is massive climate change taking place. It is catastrophic. And yes, there are parts of the earth where they can make comments, snide, smart, Alec, ridiculous, uneducated comments like, well, look at the, you know, the base of the, uh, you know, the, the Statue of Liberty and, you know, there's not any increase in the water. That, you know, no, it, it it's ignorance that leads to those kinds of conclusions. OK, and, and it's unfortunate, but that's OK. People are about to get a big old wake up call and it's called the Holy Bible. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So it, these things are very important. When red iron oxide hits the uh, oceans, it is going to turn the water to the color of blood. Thank you, Jesus. So there is no, you know, yes, you could say, well, that's a metaphor, but it's a metaphor that is directly associated with Planet X and the debris field that is going to smack into the, uh, smack, smack directly into this, uh, you know, planet. Okay, and, and don't even get me going on the aliens' arrivals. Okay, because that's all part of Isaiah 13 and Joel 2. It all goes together. Okay, thank you, Jesus. It's one big horrific story, and uh, praise God for the second half of, of Isaiah 24, verse uh, 9 where it says, uh, when, when, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus, for um, Acts 20, uh, I'm sorry, Acts uh, 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 2, verse uh, 21, where it says, uh, and all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So God's going to cut a break to people when these things start going down, because he's going to be like, well, you know, the people that were kind of like on the fence, they're going to like, Jesus, help me. And they're going to get saved. Hallelujah. That is the mercy of our Father. That is awesome. You know, like Jesus said, I would want you to, I would rather that you be hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, does he vomit you into hell like um, uh, Francis Chan thinks? No, it's not about that. It's about being a wise virgin, making one of the raptures, hopefully the barley harvest, because that's the first evacuation mission out of here. Thank you, Jesus. And then the second one is going to be during some extremely, extremely dark times. Let me tell you, folks, it's going to be so horrible. Oh, my gosh. 15-minute cities. People are going to be 
be ushered into FEMA camps. This stuff is going to be absolutely horrible. You're already seeing 15 minute cities getting set up all over the place. These entities know that it's coming. They know that they know exactly. They, they, they worship these beings. And a lot of them are those beings. So it's their kindred spirits coming back. So, I'm going to read you something here that's kind of interesting. I wrote an article a long, long time ago. Matter of fact, let me see. I'm not sure if the date, I think the date might be accurate because when I imported everything over to the new website, I think it kept the dates correct. No, darn it, not this one. I may have republished this one. Yeah, because this one's been around for a long, long time. The article is entitled Blue 21. Now, the reason that I know that those who have been deceived by the counterintelligence activities of Sergio Monast who is given credit for writing what's called Project Blue Beam. It's counterintelligence. Did he believe what he wrote when he wrote it? Probably so. Most people who are tricked and duped by counterintelligence believe with all of their hearts that what they heard was true. Some of them will even say, the Holy Spirit told me, which is false. Now, so you've even got movies. Um, I forget what the name of the one was, but the guy, you know, the alien spaceships came down on Miami uh, and uh, people would look up at the blue light and their eyes, their whole face would get all veiny. And then eventually they'd be sucked up into the thing. And, uh, you know, and there was like blue beams, you know, almost like pulling them into the spaceship and all that. That's, again, this is counterintelligence. As a matter of fact, there was even a scene in that movie where the guy goes, this is like the freaking rapture, except he didn't use that word, if you know what I'm saying. So anyway, um, so anyway, that's what's called counterintelligence, okay? They want you to believe that because it's to their advantage, don't you see? Because those who are taken up by the barley harvest will be going, getting sucked up into the air, and they will be heading toward a blue object in the orbit of the Earth. I personally believe, and it's not a spaceship, by the way. Well, in Revelation 12, it says that the woman will be taken away by, you know, two wings of a great eagle. And we all know the affinity our Heavenly Father has with the animal known as the eagle. It's considered a very godly symbol, really. Two wings of a great eagle. Why in the world would there be a blue object up in the sky and then you'd have this metaphor in Revelation chapter 12, and it would say that the woman was taken away to a place of safety on two wings of a great eagle, yada, yada, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Go read it. All right. Well, we already know that angels appear on the earth because Hebrews says, be careful 
uh, you know, how you treat people because you might unwittingly entertain an angel. We already know that there were men angels that went to Lot's house, okay? If those men angels went to Lot's house, well, why didn't they just wave a supernatural godly Jesus wand and escape out the back? Why were they trapped inside there? Because they were men angels. The angelic beings had incarnated into human bodies. Okay, that's how it works. You're not going to have scrambled eggs with the angel that visited uh, the spirit being angel that visited Daniel and he threw himself on the on his stomach prostrate freaked out because it had eyes of barrel and a face like fire or something or lightning okay you know you you got to understand the different manifestations of angelic beings and then when and then you start to say to yourself wait a minute if i was one of the men angels that you can have breakfast with do i need an umbrella when i'm walking in the rain and the answer is yes guess what an umbrella is technology. Thank you, Jesus. Now, why is this so doggone hard to grasp? Okay, it's not. All right, but people make it hard because they just I don't understand it. You know, and you try to even, I mean, I, I'm not even, I, I, I've tried to explain, and I, you know, and I had a hard time in the beginning, but the Lord just kept on dumping on me and dumping on me. I was like, wow, wow. Well, in the Blue 21 article, which also has the David Doetry uh, brass copper spherical mothership in the sky about four weeks prior to what the Lord – now, remember, he spent the better part of 10 years on his knees beseeching God in tears to show him the rapture, to show him the rapture. And he and the the in Jeremiah it says you know you seek me and you'll find me if you seek me with all of your heart. Well, I'd say ten years on your knees is a pretty good effort. And in 1996 or eight, I forget, I don't have it. It's down here a little bit further in this article. Um, he was shown the rapture. He was standing outside of his house in Florida at night. And he saw blue streaks shooting up into the sky. And I think he mentioned there was a blue object up there as well. Now, I personally believe that the two wings of the great eagle is referring to the eagle that is the technology that our Heavenly Father will be using, okay, to suck us up in there. Because anybody who understands anything about the science that God created and the physics that God created to make all this awesome, this awesome, knows dagnabbit well that if we get sucked up into the sky high enough, we're going to die. Okay? You can't suck a person's body up into the sky. And then, you know, there's a lot that pot, that hypothesize that our clothes are going to be laying on the ground and we're going to be instantly transformed. And hey, maybe so. I'm not going to sit here and get too carried away with it, but I will say, uh, I'm going to read you this. All right. Given everything that you've said, we're running out of time. But I know as a fact that angels definitely use technologies when they incarnate into human bodies, because they need to. Otherwise, the cold confines of outer space will destroy them. Okay, now if they manifest as a spirit being, that's a completely different dynamic. Okay? Now, I'm going to read you this. This is from the Blue 21 article on tribulation-now.org. Okay, and I'm, I'm just going to read it right to you. 
Now, remember everything that you heard. I hope you do, because this is going to pull a whole bunch of it together. And this, by the way, is not just a coincidence. So I was probing around on the Internet, and I found this is long before the Stanley Fraudsham prophecy was coming true. It was long before the deceiving spirits were released upon the earth. It was way before then. And you could get fantastic, godly, anointed information off the Internet back then, prior to 2012, etc. And I wrote this article back then. Now, David Doetry could not publish what the Lord had showed him about the big spherical-shaped mothership in the sky because no one would believe him. Until John Ting, TNG of Five Doves, came along and said, hey, I'm going to put that up. And he put it up on his website. And um, I was like, wow, look at this, because the Lord told me to focus on the alien problem. And I'm connecting the dots and going, this is amazing. Well, when David Doetry saw the saints getting sucked up into the sky toward this blue object, he saw blue streaks of light. I'm going to read this to you. Is this a coincidence? Now, first and foremost, please remember this. When a person is shown a dream or a vision or whatever, they lose track of time and they speculate as best as they know how to of what it was they saw, etc. We are charged with the responsibility of discernment. First and foremost, it's vital to understand that there is always a time-space distortion, and the person who receives the dream or vision will always try to speculate, oh, I feel like it's going to happen before 2012, or oh, I feel like it's three weeks before, and oh, you know, that kind of stuff. Watch out. Time estimations inside of dreams and visions, inside of dreams and visions, is your worst enemy. <laughs> okay? So just put them on a shelf. Now I'm going to read it to you. This is from before, as, as I recall, before 2012, as I recall. Pretty sure I'm right about that. But I could be a year or two off. All right, it says, And someone told me, now, watch out for this, that the date of May 21st or 24th in my sleep, he says, trying not to forget the dates as I was waking up, I was speaking out loud the date. The problem was I wasn't sure myself if I were saying the 21st or the 24th. English is not my native tongue, and God speaks to me sometimes in English and sometimes in Korean. I kept thinking about what I was saying, and I believe the date is the 21st. See, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Watch out. All right. So anyway, so whenever they're speculating about dates, times, seasons, all that kind of stuff, just put it on a shelf. Just put it on a shelf. Focus on the other stuff. And he goes on to say, he says, the point is, after that revelation, I gained complete peace, which is a sign of the Holy Spirit. The person goes on to say, I am no longer terrified of horrible visions that I see in my dreams. I am no longer scared of my own death in the flesh. I do know what happens on 
the date. He says, am I, and he says, am I being raptured? Am I dying on that date? Which year will it be, he asks. There are so many questions I have, but somehow I'm no longer curious. My heart is full of joy with great expectations and joy. Two of the clearest visions I can share with you are is a flood in California uh, and this massive um, earthquake that completely destroys everything in sight. I saw a mountain of water coming over shortly uh, after the earthquake. No, not like in Japan, but much, much bigger waves. Oh, my, that sounds an awful lot like what Arizona was talking about. Or could it be the meteor that strikes off the coast of Puerto Rico and wipes out 22 million people on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great and causes the entire earth to shake? But he goes up and he says, listen to this. Okay, so um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to – I want to – Okay, listen. This dream began as two very large volcanoes erupted. And he says, while the first one was erupting, many did nothing. But when the second one spewed fire and ash, the world's attention turned to it. Papakata pedal, papakata pedal. In all, at least six volcanoes erupted in a very close period of time. I heard the emergency broadcast system through the neighborhood and went in to, to watch. Fires were started across the United States, the main body of which was caused by an unexpected meteor. The shuttle... Watch out for that word shuttle, because there's other things going up now we know from SpaceX, was forced to land because of the meteor showers. When the burning objects hit the ground, they started oil, coal, and gas fires from Texas to Virginia. Events that I saw, but I am not sure of the order. Earthquakes affecting the east coast of the United States, large amounts of water affecting the east coast, power outages in scattered parts of the United States, and starvation in the United States. And he says, but I remember being attracted to a large blue object sitting above the earth. I felt so incredibly drawn to this object. It was a huge object. The only thing missing was the words, two wings of a great eagle. God bless you all. I hope you were blessed by this. And we'll see you Friday night, 7 p.m., Lord willing, for the prayer vigil. Barring any cataclysmic events in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, God bless you all for joining us. And boy, oh boy, does it look like we're getting close. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Be blessed in Jesus' name.
your love.